All right, beautiful listeners, all you you millions and millions of people who've been waiting on on the return, <laughs> yeah, on the on the return. Uh, you know, as always, I'm Will Beatty here with Rob Timmons. What's up? As always, you know, it's been a little bit since we've we've put anything out. It's funny because, uh, you know how how I used to put out the those you know fast breaks with Will. You know, I remember when everything started, when everything you know kind of started looking a little weird, and I remember I was on my way home from work, and I was I was thinking like. I got, you know, I, I feel like I need to start saying something. I mean, this is like a while ago. And I felt like there was so much I wanted to say that I couldn't even start. Because I felt like I didn't know if I would stop. <laughs> and, you know, I think we've touched on kind of the the, the craziness of these times and uh you know it's no secret that that's our perspective here you know we uh, it's it's been really interesting i know rob like watching kind of your progression of your like uh your your outlook on what was going on cuz yeah. i remember in the beginning you uh and I remember, I, I mean, I think it's a, it's a, a progressive, because I mean, I can remember when, you know, first feeling like, oh man, we gotta really watch out for this. You know, yeah. I remember, and I was like, yeah, everybody's gotta put masks on, you know, like I remember, like, there's, and then I think for a particular type of person, so much of that kind of begins to fall away once you begin to open yourself up to other information. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, I mean, I remember I was paying attention. I was listening to Cliff High Guy that I always listen to, and he's, like, has contacts in China, and I remember him talking about it and, like, being on the deep web and all this stuff and talking to people in China because, of course, you can't talk to anybody over there. You can get in trouble if you yeah. report anything truthful. And uh, and I remember him talking about it in, like, November. It feels like yesterday, but it was, like, two, almost, like, what, almost two years ago? Right. A little less than two years ago, which yeah, is crazy. It's, fa- it's fast forward. Yeah, and he was, like, talking about it. And then I started seeing these things on on Twitter, like, people putting videos and, like, of, like, the subways in Singapore being empty in, like, the middle of the day, and I'm like, this is some crazy, like, I don't know what's going on, maybe people are, like, portraying it in a certain way, but this looks like some crazy stuff, and then you, you see pictures of, like, people getting, like, the, they're welding the building oh, shut. yeah, I remember like, all that, yeah. Like, stuff like that, and then I'm reading stories how they're, like, in the, like, when I was getting bad in China, they were bringing in like mobile crematoriums and stuff yeah. and like all this stuff and I mean we all we don't know what happened in China but no. China the thing with China is their immune systems suck 
<laughs> well, they got all the pollution. You know, oh, they, the... when it comes to pollution, they they do not they're not they don't care two crabs about the pollution. They're worried about making that money. And like, so they're always wearing masks, even when there was no corona, they wearing masks. That's so, so like nasty. for them, you know, who knows what happened over there? We really don't know. And then I remember it started coming like Europe, and it was like Italy, got, <laughs> Italy got hammered. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, dude. Then we're like, oh, we better shut down the airports, and everybody's calling Trump a, was like a whatever, and saying, oh, you can't shut down, you know, shut down. Oh airport. yeah, yes. Yeah, they're like, like, are you xenophobic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you xenophobic? Yeah. And so, now yeah. they would welcome that. I yeah, think. exactly. Right? So and then I remember it's like and then it got here and it was like, and you know, my wife's a nurse, and I'm like, okay, so she's in a, works in a nursing home. But so it wasn't like that first wave in the nursing home wasn't bad at all. Then that second wave that decimated people in the nursing home, and it was a weird thing because it's like, like what you're saying, like as things went on, like my attitude kind of changed a little bit on certain parts of it. But then I'm also watching these people die in the nursing home. You know what I mean? Yeah. And her coming home and telling me stories how these people are dying. They had like 32 people die in one month. Yeah. 30, yeah, 32 people. And it's like, like, you know there's something going on, but it's but you also see this, like, you know this is happening. Yeah. You know, but you hear people have conversations like, well, I don't even know anybody that died. And I'm thinking, well, and then we had Geo too. I mean, yeah, Geo had family that had, you know, people pass away. Absolutely. And you're like... And in New York was weird, and then it's like some countries they're not like they're not even doing anything. They're not having any trouble. Other countries are like going crazy, and they're having all these lockdowns. And now we're living in like some of these countries have been locked down for like a year and a half. I mean, Australia they're they're crazy in Australia. As soon as they have one case, they lock they lock shit down. I'm like, what? Canada? They were given like two months ago they were locked down if you left your house and didn't have a viable reason so they pull, the police were allowed to pull you over and put you in prison if you didn't have a viable reason for where you were going this is in Canada yeah right you know and, and now that, like over in France like they're revolting because uh, the, the president Macron or whatever his name is he he said you're gonna get six months in prison if you go to a restaurant without not being vaxxed if you go inside the restaurant Six months in prison. That's what he wants to... I'm like... Okay, we're getting... Like... Seriously. Like, this is getting out of... This is... This is, like... Nuts. Like, yeah. we took... Take something that... Okay, at first... Yeah, it looked real scary. But, like... As it went on... And the reality of it is... We know... Well... I personally feel like... I've seen enough studies... Where there's... Ivermectin... Is something that is pretty much it's not a cure, but it's, it's fake. It, it's it's yeah, fake. Yeah, it's fake. But it's not uh, a real thing. The other one I can never pronounce the HQ whatever. Oh, uh, hydroxychloroquine. Yeah, they, they yeah. Said that you know, we've had it for sixty years, and apparently it was okay for everybody to take it for sixty years, and it never gave anybody any problems. But now all of a sudden we get, we can't take that. So then and then uh, like and like I've seen enough studies with vitamin D and vitamin C. I mean, I take vitamin D, vitamin C and I take this other thing called chaga and I don't even worry about it. I don't even wear a mask anymore. You know, this delta variant is like I mean, come on. Like we've had the flu around forever. We've I mean, what? Like Ebola. Like Ebola actually kills people. I mean, it like like it's like got an 80% death rate. 
I think this is why older generations paid so much attention to the apparent softness of the next generation. Because I think that they understood that as the attitudes of the people became a little... uh, I guess what I mean... It's like... A people are only going to be ruled by who they deserve. And we just saw that, well, apparently in this country, people thought that the United States deserved Donald Trump. And then they went and got this other dude who sniffs little girl's hair on pu- in public. And uh, his best, his, his number one side right-hand man is Bill Clinton, which has been to Epstein Island like 27 times. But, you know. I just don't understand. So... <laughs> So, yeah, I think when when other I think when older generations like they would look at like you know the newer generations and they they'd make a comment about how yes we were becoming softer and ultimately I feel like the only reason that any of this is happening in the world is because the people who see that it's wrong have kind of been. Uh, they've been beaten into uh, uh, somewhat of a submission because, like we were, had been talking before we started recording, we you know we uh, lost my train of thought. <laughs> but no, I I think what I was trying to say was is like we've uh, created a, a you know a situation here where. I mean, what it means fundamentally to be a human being. In the foreseeable future, that's going to be tested. This is what that this has shown me. It's shown me that, you know, now uh, with, with with a lot of like the the, the vaccine related things, you know, I don't like calling that thing a vaccine because that's you know gene therapy. It's, when you have to change the definition of something in order to call something something, um, I I think that's some bullshit, (laughs) you know? Just being real, you know? But when we talk about that, and, and I, you know, when I, I, earlier I was talking to my uncle, and I told him, I said, you know, I don't want to tell a person that they can or can't get a a shot you know but if I if so if you if I don't if I'm fine with you not or if I'm fine with you going ahead and getting your shot you you can't look at me and say you know that's there's nothing fair about that I think that that's that's observably true it's observably true that you, as another human being, don't have the right to tell me what I have to put in my body, especially coming from people who talk about being pro-life. Exactly, that's what I was about to say. You can't. That's not that you can. You can't do that. That's. I mean, and, and what I found is, is like when I bring this up to people who have are of that particular mind. 
I find emotion like I, you know an outpouring of anger. Yeah. Because I mean it's it's like uh, uh, you know when somebody catches you doing something and then you just get pissed off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you're mad because <laughs> I've seen I've shown you the fallacy in your logic. I've sh- I've shown you the flaw, and every time in my life, I've shown somebody a flaw in their logic. Um, except for in very rare cases, you know, it's usually met with some sort of anger and hostility. You know, I, uh, you know, I just don't understand why, why, I don't understand how it became so taboo to speak to people about events in the world. Yeah. As if it's not happening. You know? I think people's lives... I think people are scared to lose the lives they have. Yeah. You know? So that's, like, kind of part of it. So if we don't think about it, think about what could happen. Like, my mind is always racing about a year from now. Like, I don't even, you know, think about what's going to happen a year from now. And I think most people just want to be able to, like... You know, they're taking their kids to soccer and, you know, going to work and doing all these things and not thinking about that stuff. And they don't want to think about that stuff because that's a hard, in my mind, when I think from in the future and down the road, like on the current pace we're going, I don't get good feelings. I don't get good thoughts. I don't got no good thoughts about yeah. it. Like, I don't, and I don't. Especially when it comes to the vaccine stuff because, I mean, when, first off, if you got the vaccine and I don't, why you worry about it? You're covered, right? You're good to go. So, you know, why you worry about what I'm doing? So, like, in the NFL, they just passed a rule this week. And I don't know the exact rule, but basically a lot of these guys are, like, uh, was one guy named DeAndre Hopkins. He is, like, the, one of the best receivers in the NFL. He's like, listen, I'm probably going to retire. And I had enough of this stuff. He's like, I'm not getting vaccinated. They're basically going to pen if if your team has players that aren't vaccinated, and COVID, and they get COVID, and it affects the game. So that game that week, they can't play because they got COVID. They're penalizing that team. Was that I thought I saw something maybe about like fourteen thousand. Like it said, NFL teams would. Uh, uh, fine, in you know, they yeah. said they'd find them like fourteen thousand yeah. some dollars for They're like if they stuff. are and unvaccinated. I saw, I how a bunch of assistant coaches said, you know, if that's how it's gonna be, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna take the year off. He, that guy, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, talking about retiring. These other guys are talking, and it's like, okay, so let's say he, let's say DeAndre Hopkins gets vaccinated just because he's like, okay, I'm not dealing with this crap. I feel, you know, now we pressured him to, you know, take this vaccination. You know, let's say, you know, there are people that are, you know, passing away. There are people that are getting hurt, that are getting injured, that Nuh-uh. are having lots of symptoms and lots of problems months and months long. What happens now? He can't play the season because whatever reason, because he was a perfectly perfectly healthy human being and now he got vaccinated and now he has some kind of problems. Well... The thing is, I think about that is, is that, you know, you have to be dealing with someone who can, who's open-minded enough to even accept the idea that 
it may be possible that people are being injured or dying. Because when I talk to people who, uh, you know, are kind of opposed to many of my viewpoints on this, they seem to, they get a look on their face and it's a similar look to like, uh, when you catch a kid, you know, when you catch a kid doing something and they get like that deer in the headlights kind of look. That's, 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 yeah, it, the, the, pretty much. And it's like, it's like there's a moment where there's an unspoken kind of agreeance that, you know, I've said something that makes perfect sense. Yeah. And that uh, they accept on one level, but then a particular aspect of their mind will never let them accept it. And I, I'm, 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 it's happened to me enough that I can identify that that happens. Like, in my interactions with people, they're just like, oh, please, just leave it alone. Just, I don't want to talk about it. And it's yeah. like, this is real life. This is not, like, a rehearsal or a movie or, like, a story. Like, this is what the, the situation that we're dealing with right now. So and implications for down the road. Yeah. That's why we need to talk about it. You know, and that's, you know... Uh, um. Somebody had sent me something about, you know, I think one of the coaches who decided he, I guess he's not getting vaccinated and stuff. And um, my friend said he, you know, he, he was like, I just wanted to send this to you uh, just to kind of get you riled up for the weekend or something. And I was just like, ah. So, you know, but I asked him, I said, this is what I don't understand. How can you penalize somebody? For not getting something that is that is provably um, it's provable that you could get hurt. <laughs> it's provable that you could possibly die. Like those are provable concepts. So how could you mandate something that I, is honestly could hurt me? Like that's you know that's not like. There, I don't understand that at all. There's a bunch of studies came out. Harvard just did a stu- Harvard. So this is, you know, Harvard. They did a study. They came out with a study and said 1% of all vaccine injuries are reported. So they had that VARS, VARS or whatever that is. It, yeah, it's less than 1%, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... And not only that, the CDC, this is just from the CDC. I didn't, I'm just, CDC Fake. put 12,000, took, had 12,000 deaths on the bars and took 6,000 away this past week, overnight. So those mad people came back to life, I guess. So like 12,000 people died. I mean, even though they took 6,000 away. So, it, I mean... My guess is is that they're gonna probably say that it, proper investigation was done and it was found that uh, the vaccine had no um, effect on the person's death, um, and that's fine. I mean, that's I really don't I don't care. The fact like you have to come to grips with the fact that all right that doesn't erase the other people who are on that list and it doesn't erase the over four hundred thousand people who uh, claim injury because those are still there. Yeah. They didn't just wipe out 200,000. That didn't happen. 
those are still there. So as long as that exists, my skepticism is warranted. Absolutely. If it's not, it's not even FDA approved. What do you mean? Like what? What do you like? What do you mean that I would have to do something that I can prove to you might hurt me? Right. You know, I, I don't. That'd be like saying, "Go hit yourself against the, your head against that wall." Now we know you may get a concussion, but if you don't do it because you know, yeah, yeah, you know I mean, like yeah. it, it, it's that's the same thing. It's like, what are we doing? I, I think. The part that almost is, almost you know, it's more disgusting. And it's like this. Of course, this is a United States thing, but this is not just a United States thing, no. right? This is, I've never in my life, and I've talked to many older people who, never in their lives, seen anything like the coordination of. This time, with something. That eventually was found to have at the least a 0.2% death rate and at the highest a 0.5% death rate. Like there was coordination in the world for something that didn't kill even 1% of the people. And that's a death rate with them manipulating treatments that are out there that we know that'll work that would help people yeah there's people there's a lot of people that probably never would have died if they would have just allowed the treatments that we know for a fact work and because they weren't a, a approved vaccine and they want to approve hundreds of thousand dollar hospital stays and all these things because it's just this five dollar you know fix we're saying no you can't do that and so that's how that, that part of it pisses me off more than anything. More than anything. Because people's grandparents are dying, brothers, sisters, moms, whatever. They're, all these people are dying. And in the background, people like Fauci and all these people in the government, because we know, we've read all his emails, and you, you can read his emails and try and twist what he said all you want. The <laughs> fact is, he lied about 75% of the shit he ever said. And the fact that these people knew and know and manipulated to the point where if the X amount of people die, they should be going. They should be going to prison. You no know, doubt in my mind. And I and it it, it 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 I just can't like I see these people in France. They're freaking out. They're trying to overthrow the government. You saw what happened in Cuba. I, that I Cuba listen. Listen, not you got to inform me because what Cuba? I, I'm. Uh, they, you know, Cuba, I'm, they're, they're, I'm a little bit too. It's too much for me. I don't scary even. Scary Cuba because they're throw overthrow the government. Now the government came in and just basically said, "If you protest, we're shooting you." Damn. So that's how it's happening in Cuba, and then in France, France is, they've they've been protesting forever, but now it's getting even worse. And then Australia is getting bad, and then uh, uh, what was the other? One? There's another one place in South America. It's bad. They're protesting. And they're like, they're just fed up, you know? They're just fed up. And like, it's like Haiti. So in Haiti, never hear about Haiti, right? Never heard anything about Corona with Haiti or nothing. No. So my wife works with a lot of Haitian people at work. And they said in Haiti, they have some thing that they use for when they get sick. And it takes care of Corona, whatever. They get sick, they get it, and they take this stuff, whatever. It's like a, you know some kind of herbal remedy that yeah. they have in their culture. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And takes care of it. So they don't have a hat. You know, I haven't heard any Haiti having any problems. Guess what happened two weeks ago? Haiti's president got assassinated. Guess what happened last week? Oh, we just sent him a bunch of vaccinations because guess what? The Haitian president said, I'm oh, cool. we don't need vaccinations. And they killed him. Yep. And now all of a sudden they're handing out vaccinations left and right in Haiti. So this like this kind of diabolical shit that makes me just want to like, like this is why, I don't know. This is why I don't, I, I just, it's some days it's like, why, what, what? At some point, there's going to have to be, I don't know, makes me want to leave the country. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, I mean, it's, it, I think it makes you come to grips with, uh, for those who, who have eyes to see it, I think it makes you question the legitimacy of not only the government, but it makes you question the legitimacy of the civilization at play. Because, like I said, this is not just one government in the world. This is a series of governments. The governments of a world def- or of a time, I think that they define a particular period of civilization. We are living, you know, we're we're all on we're all on the same page. Everybody who is in what we call the connected world is a part of um, this particular civilization. It's all, you know, it, 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 regardless of the fact that the Chinese had their dynasties running back as long as who knows, and yeah. the, you know, different peoples and the time, you know, the, the different European nations sprung up at different times and, you know, the, you know, Egyptians uh, sprung up and, you know, everyone has assimilated into uh, uh, this, 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 this civilization or this attempt to maintain civilization. And my point with politics has always been that um, our problems have always been far more civilizational um, than political. Uh, uh, our story, what it is that we're talking, what we think that life is about, that's, that is up for question. Because it's like, at the end of the day, a world or uh, an existing, uh, a paradigm, it's all really just an idea. <laughs> it's an idea. It's an idea of what life should be. And quite obviously, for the everyday person who wakes up, regardless of where you are in the world, and then you dedicate a third of your life to some form of servitude, you... You... You want to say it. You feel it every day. You feel like there's something not right. That's not uninformed. That's that's your ancestors communicating with you through your genetics. It's saying, hey, yeah, you know uh, how you're feeling right now? They're like, well, we lived harder back here in the past, but we were free. <laughs> That's them saying that. And then you feel it, and you're like, man, why do I feel like 
you know, and that's happening. You know, somebody might think that that's like some craziness, but I think quite obviously that's happening. Well, I think you're seeing that with the supposed problem of getting people to work. Oh, yeah. So, like, people, you know, Joe Schmo works at McDonald's. He's getting, you know, he's making 300 bucks a week or something, which, you know, in this world, day and age, doesn't buy you jack shit. Doesn't help you. Doesn't feed your family. Heaven forbid you got more than one or two kids. Jeez, and then you know you get laid off, and now you're making three hundred bucks, and plus you're making another three hundred bucks on top of that, and you're like, okay, my life is is easier, and I'm at home and spending time with my children. My life is easier, you know, and you know what? All these corporations are starting to see. Okay, we got to pay more. Well, yeah, you got to pay more. Because pe- people are finding out that, you know, family time is more valuable and all these other things are going on. And, you know, maybe you should have been paying people, you know, a little more or what they were, whatever people want to say, what they're worth or whatever. But the reality is that I think people are just finding out that all this is kind of nonsense. And, like, you know, they're starting to at home and they're not enjoying being home, but they're, you know, if you got family, you got kids and stuff, you you get to spend time at home with your kids all day, every day? No, that's not what life is about. That's <laughs> what they tell you. They tell you that. And then when I went, you know, when, once I had kids and then I started seeing that and I started telling people, they were so beat down by life that they couldn't even validate what I was saying. Like I was saying, like, hey, this is like, you know, I'm, I'm these children's father. I'm supposed to be there. I'm supposed to be influencing them and trying to teach them what I know about life and most of my waking day I spend trying to manipulate my mind into making somebody large sums of money and it's like at how at what point at what point do like how do you I, I, I don't know once that it's like a it's like a splinter in your mind. Once once it once that starts to get into your head, it takes a lot to kind of calm that thought, you know, because the truth of it is so evident and it's so right there in your face that uh, I think it's hard to deal with. And I think that that's really kind of what, what is happening in a multitude of places in this world now. There, things are so evidently now, like everything that we suspected about the governments of the world and their ability to fall uh, under capture by, uh, I guess, greedy forces, you know. Yeah. You know, we, 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 we're, we're not, some, those of us who have kind of been in the know of, of, of that, we're not surprised. But there's a lot of people who uh, never could 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 absorb that kind of information, and this is you know I told my wife, you know we were talking about it yesterday, and I said we have to. It sounds kind of crazy to some people, but we have to have compassion for them because if you saw somebody doing something and you knew that they were brainwashed, you would have. Compassion for what they did. You're like, man, like they, they didn't know what they were doing. Right. But because 
it, it things have become so uh, full of vitriol and so so venomous you know people have their sides and me I'm if there's one thing that I've been trying to live by is, is play the middle uh, you know find balance because uh, both sides have va- are valuable the people who have kind of fallen prey to these ideologies on both sides are still valuable um, you, a person you know is not their thoughts they're not their thoughts we all have certain thoughts but our value as living you know in, in my estimation living manifestations of the creator whatever that may be your value there's, there's nobody that, that's the big problem I think with the civilization and, and, and the idea of commerce like I get it you, you think people should be rewarded for the work that they do I understand the theory but the application of it leads to people devaluing and raising the value of others you know yeah. the, as soon as you put a dollar amount yeah. To a person and say, this is how much this person is worth. In a world full of a uniform kind of uh, perception about it. Now we have, now we just think it makes sense that there's people just living on trash barges. We're just like, yeah, well, he didn't have, his his number's not high enough. His number's not high enough. That's why it's okay that he's living uh, in, in utter, just destitute, you know, rubbish. Just, just filth. That makes sense because his number's not high enough. That is the kind of delusion that is founded inside of a civilization and throughout time. It makes its way um, into the destruction of that civilization. History will show you that. There are certain flaws that are in this thing that will lead to its demise. And I think one of the biggest parts is to devalue life. And to devalue not even human life, but all other life. To destroy the forest, to the way that we've done with animals, we no, it's 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 an interesting thing to think, you know, is it really just an outgrowth of the idea that man has dominion over the animals in the Bible, and then he's like, well, this is what I'm supposed to do, <laughs> and he and Never really thinking like when did some when did something come tell you what would you think if something came and told you it had dominion over you? What would your response be? Well, at first you would fight, but then a series of gener you know over generations, people would breed that out of you. <laughs> they would domesticate you. That's what ha- if That's if we've domesticated the animals, there's somebody who thinks that. Everybody is the animals. <laughs> Somebody thinks everybody's the animals. And they're like, you know, these they can get a little wild. We better just like uh, do whatever we can to just drain their 
humanity and creativity and life force. You know, let's you know, let's just you know, we'll hit them. We'll we'll, we'll make them go to. How many hours do you think they should work? I don't know, eight. I think that'll whoop their ass, and then they'll work even more because they'll find out that's not even enough. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it, the work thing is crazy. It's like my work. So in in my work, like we get this efficiency thing, right? And I'm a very competitive person. Yeah. So like I'm trying, you know. I'm at work. I'm all about the efficiency. So my yeah. efficiency is pretty like one of the highest in the shop. Yeah. So because that's just how I am, and like, but. So you get this bonus at the end of the month, right? Bonus is like different categories, efficiency over 130%, you get a point. For each point, it's worth a certain amount of dollars, whatever. And so basically in the paint shop we did last, like two months ago, we did like, I don't know, eight, almost 900 hours worth of paint work. Uh-huh. That's a lot of paint work for three people. It sounds like it. Okay. Uh... I missed like a day of work and then like one day I went home early or something. Somehow I ended up not averaging eight hours a day. Yeah. But my efficiency was like 160, like third highest in the whole shop. Yeah. And like, like I said, we did like 900 hours of paint work. They ducked me for, I was supposed to, one of the categories you get a point for is, 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 uh, eight, eight average, eight hours a day. I was like, so I lost a hundred dollars that month. I was pissed. I was like, so I go up and I like to me I don't give a shit anymore. Like it's, I just don't care. I understand. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm at the point now where go ahead, fire me. You think I give a shit? I'll go somewhere else. I, I don't care. Hey, the people will, you know, I'll get a job at that too. I won't work at that. I don't give a fuck anymore. And they're like, well, I was like, well, I guess maybe I should, maybe I should just not work as hard. I, I went up to the boss. The owner, I was like, I don't think I'm going to work as hard anymore. Well, what do you mean? Well, you know, uh, we did like 200 some, or we did like 900 some paint hours last month, which is more than I know you've ever done before. And my efficiency was like the third highest in the shop. And like, you know, I'm doing all this stuff. And I was like, you're making tons of money off the paint shop. I know you are the body shop. You ain't making shit off the body shop. Hmm. Whatever. I was like, but you want to dock me for average, not average in eight hours a day. So you want me to work slower so we get less done? It takes me longer to do it. You pay me more. Is that what we want? Is that where we're going with it? <laughs> well, you know, I was like, this bonus thing sucks. I was like, this is like this is some bullshit. So, and like a week later, they gave me two dollar hour raise. So then I couldn't really say anything. But, <laughs> like, but the point was like, but now they hire all these extra people because we're doing more. So like, there's three painters and there's like fifteen body men. Yeah. And like I'm like, okay, listen, do you think I'm gonna be working sixty, seventy hours a week because you're getting X amount when I work forty? Yeah. That ain't happening. Yeah. So like they just wanna, you know, this is just greed. It's just yeah. you know, and I'm making like you said, making somebody richer and richer and richer and they want more and more and more. Because now they see that, you know, you and two other guys can just do all this work. Isn't that ultimately always like kinda like what the pimp was? Like the pimp the, like people are thinking, well, that's nasty what he's doing. He's, he's, he's like managing this girl and she's bringing money and it's like, this is literally just how the game of whatever they call life. This is that's how the thing works. It's like, 
Somebody has to put the work in, and as long as there is somebody who knows how to manage them doing that work, right. you will always have a pimp and a prostitute situation happening. That's just what's going on here. People get rich off of the physical labor of other people. And that's, you know, I mean, I think that, you know, you might want to reconsider whether or not slavery was something that actually ever ended. You know, we we get so caught up in, like, the racial dynamic of race, or, or not of race, but the racial dynamic of slavery, as if race create like like that slavery is always like race based it's like no no slavery is not always race based i venture to say that every group of people on the face of this planet at some point in time has uh enslaved or been enslaved i think uh, you know we're, we're this goes back to something i was saying to to, to mike the other day we were talking about something with all of this, and I remember I said to him, I said, we as Americans have never come to grips with our identity as a people and as a nation. Who are we as as people? And um, I told him, I said, I think what separates us from a lot of people is the fact that we are the most marketed to people to have ever existed. We've been marketed to incessantly. Like, we've, you know, uh, uh, psychological factors were applied to marketing and people, the real social engineering things were happening in that sense. Like, to the point that where now here we are and uh, people think that the news can't possibly lie to you. Yeah. Jeez. They think that that's just impossible. That Why would they? Why would they do such a thing? And it's just like, let me let you in on a little secret. This world that you live in is filled with, it's based on greed. It's based on, you know, greed is good. You know, people believe that. You know, you don't... People are, are just trying to take more and more and more. They can't... They'll never be full, you know. And it's like... I, I don't... Uh, it's just... It's mind-boggling to think that Certain people, because not everybody, it's not like these people are stupid. They're not dumb people. Yeah. They're not stupid. Like, I've talked to a good, great deal. Some of them who I have great relationships with, you know, some people who I, I, I hope to get on here very soon. Like, you know, there were some people who, you know, I, I wish I could have got on this weekend. But, you know. That I think that those should be some very interesting conversations because these are people who are uh, very kind, very compassionate, but uh, seem to 
have a block up to a particular set of information. Okay. As if it, you know, as if it's 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 beneath them to explore. And that's the thing that I'm really, I, what I'm really trying to focus on. You know, we have to have compassion for these people, because what they what has befallen them um, is real the real life application of brainwashing, and you know we 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 get caught up. We think brainwashing is something that happens in the James Bond movie. You know, we think it happens on a sci-fi movie. Propaganda is strong right now. And it's like, no, this can do this to your mind. This can make you completely um, not... I think what it is, is it's like like an assault on critical thought. That's what it is. That's what I'm seeing. You know, it's an assault on critical thought. They... uh, the ability to weigh your options, to weigh different ideas, that's a gift. You know, that's yeah. something that's that's, that's necess- good, yeah. it's necessary in life. And there are people... You shouldn't be taken very seriously. You know, because people are like, well, what? Like, you probably don't weigh the other side. You probably don't weigh... And I said, I, I'm swimming in it. Yeah. It permeates my life. It's constant. There's always this, well, you should do this, you should do that, you should do that. All of that still, regardless of the, how big uh, the influence is, it can't um, it can't negate the fact that I've listened to you know the people who have been injured horribly by any one of these shots, you know. I, I, you can't erase their voice, and that's why these. That's what. That's the thing that gets me. It's like people won't even listen to these people. How many people do you work with? Um. All in all, you know, it's over probably like forty mm-hmm. some people. How many people do you think got vaccinated? I'd say a good deal. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting. So in my work, there's. I'm just going to say 20 people, 20, 20, 25, whatever, and probably two of them that we know got vaccinated. So it's always like kind of interesting. Now, this is kind of, this is a Mennonite shop, brand shop, so yeah. that has an influence there. Not many of the people there are Mennonite that work there, but they the owners are Mennonite. So, of course, they're not, you know, their belief is not to get it. But, you know, it's kind of weird. I always try and, like, ask people because, like, you just don't even know how many people actually have taken it. We could be under this assumption that all these people, because they tell us all these people took it, and the reality may be that far less took it than we even know. You yeah. know what I mean? So, like, now, obviously, like like I said, my job is, you know, more uh, probably conservative, you know, from that aspect. So those people are tend less to take the vaccination. But, yeah, you know, but, I mean, it's pretty crazy that like at my wife's well Heather quit she my wife quit because I just I I did not want her being around all these 
of the first off, I'm pretty sure they're going to probably make them get vaccinated, but you know, within due time here. Mm. So it was either quit now or quit later, you know. So and she got sick a couple times and got shingles and had some other things happen to her. And because every old person that comes in there vaccinated, came in, they vaccinated all of them. Every single old person in the home. I believe that. And then, of course, then, I think she said about half the employees got vaccinated. It's a bunch. But, I mean, a lot of them are quitting. They don't want to deal with it, you know? You see what happened to LGH? They they basically got fired if they didn't get vaccinated. Yeah. Some of my wife's friends, they you know, they want to go back to school. Well, now, to go to nursing school, you got to be vaccinated to go to nursing school. Yeah, I mean... This is just getting out of... We're getting so far from uh, re- what my reality. I just I don't even know. I don't, it's like you get to a point where you're just speechless. Like, and people Absolutely. accept it. People are accepting of this and actually push and say you're, say you're a. I've you know me, I I still I don't know why I'm on Facebook, but I still am on Facebook. <laughs> and part of me is the reason I'm on Facebook is. I have so many groups I'm in because I have like crypto stuff and like uh, all kind like car stuff and like all kinds of stuff, and like part of it too is I like to still see what goes on in the world and how people are reacting to things. But now it's like you don't even know who's a real person who's not. But still, you know you like you like some of these people like are like the comments they make about people saying, "Hey, maybe we should just you know." It's not like these people are coming out and saying, "Listen, you're crazy for not get for getting vaccinated." Somebody will just respond and say, "Listen, I'm just not willing to get, you know, a, it's not FDA approved, and you know, we don't know what I want to wait until, you know, a little while." And it, people will attack that person like they just wanted to murder somebody. Yeah. And it's like, what? Or, what is going on here? What is wrong? Why? This guy's not even, or guy or girl's not even saying. They're not going to get it. They're just saying they want to see, you know, a year down the road what what's going to happen and what the effects are. I think that with the Trump hysteria, yeah, we saw the first wave, and now with this, we're watching the rever- the reverberation on the other side. Yeah, we're watching because realistically, what was happening. And this is why I think, you know, I hope that this is not slept on in history, the idea that the perceptions of people were manipulated. This is, you know what I mean? The, the, the stuff that went on with the Cambridge Analytica stuff where they were pretty much tailoring people's internet experiences based on their political views uh, and then uh, plunging them into a particular reality so that they could no longer um, kind of uh, be civil. Um, I hope that 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 doesn't get lost on people because from what I understand, there were military levels of information dissemination. Like, there was, like, the flooding of people with information. And then I think what happened was is that that happened on both sides. So then you had the Trump fever, but you also had the antithesis of the Trump fever, right? You had the, the, you know, the, the, the people who absolutely hated him you know, yeah. and 
now that things have kind of flip-flopped, it's, you know, you're, you're seeing, I think, the, you know, it kind of showed, with Trump, it kind of showed the craziness inside of the ideology. And then with this, it's kind of showing the craziness of the liberal ideology. What's crazy to me is like, is I think maybe Corona's kind of in the back stuff has kind of sucked up some of that stuff that, you know, the craziness with Trump, you know, it's kind of taken whereas like people like I don't see people attack Biden like they attack Trump, you know what I mean? I mean, I don't know. I've seen the, I've seen some stuff, though. Oh, really? Not 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 like not like so much from a from a media standpoint but then again it's always been a matter of what you were watching you guess, know what yeah. I mean but like you know I've never seen um, I never saw a fuck Trump flag right 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 you know what I mean right. but I've seen a straight up <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, Biden yeah, just yeah, nothing true. else fuck him yeah, you know yeah. and I was just like and now and I've been pe- to people's houses that had them yeah you know what I mean and it's like I, see, I'm not judging people based on their political philosophies because I think the p- political, I think politics is a sham to begin with. Right. So I'm not going to judge you based off of that. That's like if you like a certain wrestler and so somebody else likes a certain <laughs> wrestler and I'm just like, well, if I can't, I can't get with that. That's, you know, yeah. you know that doesn't make sense to me. Um, so, yeah, you know, I think... You know, the people have been emotionally disturbed in a way that is not just affecting individual people and like having like the where there's just like, uh, well, this guy got this bit of information, he acted out. Now we're watching entire groups of people acting on certain principles. You know, that I think a lot of this from the liberal aspect, aspect this is like. There's a lot of things that nobody wants to admit to being real things simply because Trump said right, anything right. about it. And then anything associated with that yeah. is just like, well, that's some Trump stuff. And it's just like, wait, no, this is real things. He's like, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm listening to real human beings. I'm listening to virologists and epidemiologists. And like I say, if these people are out there and they is real medical misinformation being spread. If they're spreading that, then go strip them of their license. Well, go. How, about, how about the fact that people get somebody will say something on on Twitter about like ivermectin or something, and and show a study, a real study that was done, and they get kicked off of Twitter, and then but Fauci will go on, and you can they've proven the things he said. Right, but we don't get he don't get kicked off Twitter because he's he's going in line left and right. Yeah, you know what I mean, like obviously he ain't gonna kick Fauci off of Twitter. But the point is, you know, we're I don't know, I just we're stuck in this spot where it's like everything that's up is down and everything that's down is up, and I don't even I'm to the point like my head just starts exploding at some point, and I just like I said, I want to go like to some third world country where they just. They lose me and I can't be found anymore. You know? <laughs> and the fact... I think the fact that... It's like... How many people are thinking like that? I don't know. Because it's like... Realistically, I think... 
People would like you to believe that, like, oh, well, this is Republicans thinking this. This is conservative people. And it's like, no, that's a lie. There are people who have not fallen into the hysteria of of the left who still identify as being on the left. And because, you know, it's like I've heard, heard somebody say the other day, they felt politically marooned. That they don't, that they no longer have a political side. Like they felt like they don't. They felt like both sides are devious. Yeah. You know, this is what I am. You know, I feel like they're both devious, yeah, and that sure. they both are actually. Uh, uh, they're two 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 sides of the same coin, which is observably true. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. so um, I think. There's a lot of people right now who, uh, you know, uh, we we grew up with sci-fi movies and <laughs> things like that. And I think we, we're trying to hold out hope that those stories were simply stories and not actually... You know what I mean? Like, people didn't yeah. just make those stories for no like reason. George Orwell, Yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. All this... All, you know, I... My my favorite sci-fi writer was Philip K. Dick. You know, he was a sp- paranoid schizophrenic, but his understanding of the propensity for people to um, turn totalitarian um, in an attempt to con- because hey, I know what's best for humanity. Right. That's right. the craziest thought that a person can have, and what you know, I, I was watching uh, that movie Venom. Yeah. I was watching that the other yeah. day, and that was the dude. You know what I mean? The guy was pretty much he was like he's Bill Gates. He's the he's the he's the he's the tech guy, who thinks he's so smart that he yeah. knows how to save humanity, and then in doing so, becomes so ambitious about becoming mind. that person yeah. that he uh, kind of goes off the deep end and. In his mind, he thinks he's doing a good thing. And he thinks he's doing a good thing. That's what I always noted about the villain. You know what I mean? Or, or, or you know, like, he always thinks that he's doing the right thing. And, uh, you know, the hero and the villain, to me, are all, they're just matters of perception. <laughs> you know, the villain, you know, just because you call somebody a villain, somebody calls that person a hero. What's the truth? Is it, you know? Yeah. Is it, you know, what's the truth? Troops is just a perception. Yeah, you know, the the villain is, you know, the villain is the one who doesn't win the fight and doesn't get to tell his side of the story in history. The thing about that, though, is in real life, that's not how it works, you know? Like, at some point, I don't know, I, th- I mean, my perspective of politicians is there, there's a whole lot of villains and not a whole lot of, you know, heroes in that situation and in real life is the villains win the villains are willing to kill people in real life the villains, the villains that are willing to kill people and the good the heroes are like eh, I can't do that in real life there is no Superman and no, no these people that are going to come and you know take care of that situation you know you know I was talking earlier I was talking about Hitler I don't know I, I, and I was I was thinking about him and you know he's uh he's one of those polarized characters who you know uh you're not supposed to um 
learn anything from him. And I think that that's, you know, you ha- I think you have to learn from, from even perceived villains. You have to understand, you know, try to try to get into their mentality. I mean, you don't have to, but yeah, right, I right. think it's, it, it's a very inform it's, it's, it's informational to, yeah. to, to learn from. Um, and I was thinking about the fact that, like, here we, here he is. He's still known in the zeitgeist as kind of like this guy who is just, like, the worst person to ever exist. And, I mean, I mean, come on. The guy, the, the guy was a mouthpiece. He was a, you know what I mean? Like, he had an entire edifice behind him. You know what I mean? Like, that, but what <laughs> they don't tell you is that uh, George Bush Sr.'s father, Prescott Bush, funded... Yeah, 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 he 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 was money. I thought he money laundered money. You know, I mean, like, you you know, I mean, we don't think about the fact that the, you know, that the he didn't do it for nothing. We don't we don't think about the fact that the that you know, um, without the not without without a Nazi, the United States, uh, rocket program, would not have been what it was. Like Werner von Braun. Yeah, you know, was a Nazi. You know, it's funny we get to Werner von Braun because I think for people of, of a particular understanding, you have to at least, and this is, I mean, I'll say this straight up. I may look foolish one day for saying this, but I don't care because it's plausible in my mind. I mean, Werner von Braun, I listened to his secretary talk about what his deathbed confession of that, you know, one of the ultimate kind of end games here is to stage an alien attack. Um, and then you have, you know, the pretext for a perpetual war that never has to end. And, um, you know, people might say that that's completely insane and ludicrous. But this, let's just think about this, right? Think about the fact that... He's not the only one that said that. No, he's not the only one who said that. And... Okay, let's not even pay attention to the fact that the, the news has caught some fascination yeah. with UFOs and how, oh, well, they yeah. weren't fake all along. And <laughs> they're just like, uh, they're just trying to shove it in your face. And it reminds me of something that my dad often asked me. And, you know, he, you know, he always asked me, he said, do we see things or are we shown and I always tell them, I think it's a little bit of both. I think there are things that we observably see on our own free, uh, in, you know, intuition. and you know. Yeah. There's those things, and then there are the things that are shown to us through the, well, through television and marketing and the through internet. The to, to, the, what, to that thing that is connected to the system. The system, it's it's how the paradigm uh, is presented to you, and it says this is what's normal right There's now. This is not what's normal. Six companies in the world that own all the radio stations and the TV stations. Yeah. Six companies. Yeah. So, so to think about a man like Werner von Braun, who was part of in our history. Part of the some of the worst people who've ever existed on this planet, and then they took him and integrated him and other people into the very foundation of the intelligence community. Well, 
I mean, if it's crazy, if you think it's crazy that he would say something like that, how much more crazier is it that the beacon of the world turned to men who are talked about uh, as walking, living demons, you know? They speak of the all Nazis in that way. How weird is it that these people, uh, you know, they, I don't know if you ever, like, heard any of, like, the, the, the high jump, like, the Operation High Jump stuff, like, with Admiral Byrd. Well, it sounds familiar, but I don't remember what it was about. Well, I feel like I listened to something about this, but I don't remember. Well, the, the story with Admiral Byrd is, is uh, he went to Antarctica. He went, he went to Antarctica. Oh, yeah. He took, like, a fleet of ships down there. And they supposedly got their ass whipped by something. But didn't they take that bell <coughs> thing down there? The, there's uh, some, uh, you know, it's one of those things. It's, like, shrouded kind of in, like, mystery. But, I mean, uh, yeah. of course it is. But, <laughs> like, he, you know, I heard somebody say um, they had interviewed somebody who was a part of that. And they said that they, as they approached the shore or something, they got a radio, you know, they got radio. Somebody contacted them and they said something to the effect that you are now entering, like, the waters of New Schwabland and you should turn around or we're going to, like, hurt you more. (laughs) Okay. And he said that the person had a German accent and it's like... When we think about certain things that we, you know, certain things that the Nazis seem to be doing worked. Like, those things worked, regardless of if you think they're evil or not. Right. Right? They, like, they worked to the point where they felt the need to integrate these people into the intelligence community. Um, so it's like, who's to say that that wasn't happening? And that opens up a bigger question. And the, that bigger question is, like, okay, like, I've heard a person say that Germany lost that war, not the Nazis. It was Germany that lost, not the Nazis. We think about these things as being one thing. And it's like, actually, Nazism is an ideology that doesn't have to be planted in one area. It doesn't just need to be in Germany. It's an ideology. Right. It goes with whoever holds the ideology. So when people talk about Joseph Mengele and they talk about him possibly being, I think, in South America and yep. doing, yep. you know. Uh, so it's like, well, if you integrated their people and who who's to say that... Um, I guess the the point the guy and I'm not even saying that I necessarily believe this, but the point that somebody who I was listening to was trying to say they're like, what if what you're watching right now is the rise of like what they would be called the Fourth Reich, or like uh you know the rise of an ideology that um you saw a tidbit of with the with the Nazis of of old, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you know I mean they. And, you know, the Nazis, they were holding, like, rallies here, like, straight up. Like, 
I don't know if you ever saw the Madison Square Garden footage where the yeah. oh man they got a big picture of George Washington with Nazi symbols around him and like they they they're they're so this t- is one this is this? this is like the forties maybe okay and like they're you know they're like this was maybe a couple of months before I think that they went to war okay and you know they're like. You know, they had a strong... They had a lot of people in there. This is Madison Square Garden. It looked like there was a lot of people in there. Yeah, yeah. So, like I said, with an ideology... That's something... You know There's I mean? no borders for There are ideology. no borders for ideology. Yeah. That's part of the reason why I think that they have such problems now with alternative medicine. Yeah. Because there's yeah. no borders for that. There's no borders, you know, for the person who looks at a health issue and comes up with the position that, oh, maybe there's not just one way to do something. Right. That's the biggest, like, mindfuck of all this. It's just like, how did you get people to think that there's only one way to remedy a, a medical situation? It's, it's like Bitcoin. Bitcoin has no border. Yeah. There's been multiple countries that tried to say, eh, you can't do Bitcoin here. And the people said, eh, I don't think so. You think I, I mean, I use an exchange that's not in the U.S. Because U.S. is stupid and puts all kinds of sanctions and all the crap on it. Ain't gonna stop me. Yeah. You know? And like, you know, there's these countries in South America that, you know, the dollar's worth is the reserve currency and their money is worth 10 pesos is one, equals $1. And they're like, screw this. We're just going to... El Salvador, uh, two months ago, a month ago, declared Bitcoin as their currency. The president of, of, of El Salvador gave everybody a cell phone with an app on their phone and gave them $30 worth of Bitcoin. That's crazy. And now everybody's like... Because all these currencies are collapsing because... The bigger picture of all this corona stuff and all this other stuff in the background is the decay of the financial system of America, in my my opinion, but it's just my opinion based off of many experts that, you know, are on mainstream Fox News and all this other nonsense. You cannot print, they printed 35% uh, of all dollars into existence in this last year. 35% of all dollars that were ever produced that were ever produced you cannot I mean that is like that doesn't say hyperinflation and you you can see it I mean I don't know about you but you know shopping everywhere cars are cars are expensive groceries are expensive we can't even get chlorine for our pool that's wild yeah I mean and it's not that's more of the shortages but it's still you know the 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 dollar part and I think part of this corona thing too is that it keeps us our our minds and our attention away from that. There's other things that are going on in the banking system and all this stuff that you know when we're in school we don't learn about econ- economy and banks and all yeah. this stuff and it's intentional, you know. Yeah. And whether bitcoin becomes this big huge thing and we're all using bitcoin or it it or they 
regulate it out of existence or whatever happens. The reality is other countries are getting sick of this country saying, yeah, we're going to hold that dollar over you. We're going to yeah. hold that dollar over you and we're going to say, it's like, I don't know, like two years ago I read this article about how you know Venezuela has hyperinflation. They got all kinds of problems. A company was give, sending water to Venezuela to help, not, not the government, to help the people that had no water. America said, no, nah, sorry, we're going to sanction a, country, a, a business in another country for sending water to a country where people are literally dying of thirst. They sanctioned the company. Yeah. So, like, now that, so that company can't do business because they're trying to help some people. So now people are getting sick of that. And they're getting sick, you know, this is, like you said, uh, you know, we're a lot like Rome, right? Yeah. There's a lot of things that are happening here that, you know, Rome debased their currency. So back then they used coins. Well, what they were doing towards the end of Rome was they would take the coins and they would shave them. Because back then they didn't have like a mining press, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the coins were different shapes yeah. and stuff, and they were sh- but they were made out of gold and silver. Uh-huh. So they would shave it off and then take the shavings and remelt, and then so, so now it's kind uh, of yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they debased their currency towards yeah. the end, and they were fighting wars because they had to pay for all these wars they're fighting in different countries, and I'm you know, you, man. it's the same thing. It just it's the doesn't same work. Thing we're doing it doesn't work. Fighting. I mean, Trump, so George W. Bush was president. He dropped a bomb once every 52 minutes or something. Once every 52 minutes. You're like, that is ridiculous, right? Yeah. Obama comes in. Oh, it's good. He's Republican. Obama, it'll be better. He drops one every 36 minutes. Yeah. Ah, what do you mean? Ah, it'll get better. Trump comes in. What do you think, Trump? Every 12 minutes. And actually, Obama in 2015 dropped so many bombs that they ran out of bombs. They ran out of they bombs. They ran out of bombs. So, I mean... <laughs> I'm, so, I'm imagining him. They'd be like, hey. Mr. President, we ran out of bombs. They'd right. be like, we, we, we ran out of bombs. Well, well who are we going to call? Right. <laughs> you know, hey, like, better put another order in. Hurry up. So, but, like, what are we doing? Like, we're dropping so... Like, uh, what would At the, some point, countries, and when you, when you are holding money over people's heads, sanctioning them for these little countries over silly things, and and bombing these places, and, and you're debasing your currency, and printing currency, and telling people they can't leave their house, and sending businesses, to, crushing small business, where the only thing left is Amazon, and all these other businesses. Jeff Bezos is going on... Jeff Bezos didn't pay for himself to go to space. Thank, thanks, Will. You sent Jeff. Your, your hard work. And I like him. Jeff I like you, Jeff. Yeah. I need to, you I know. I wish you would have fucking died. In, and in the, Jeff Bezos, way to get up to space. And, uh, you know, it reminds me, there's a song by this guy. Very interesting uh, dude. His name was Durando. He, he was formerly a pimp, and he turned into a singer. And... <laughs> Durando has this one song called Let My People Go. And he has this line in it where he says, uh, we got starvation and panic all over the land. And here's a fool in a rocket ship trying to be Superman. That's the reality of what's going on. We got people, we got 
listen, there's people living in slums. You know what I mean? They're living in slums and and, and there's a dude somewhere who's like, he's like, oh, man, I go to space. And this we is like... We just had a millionaire and a billionaire you, literally have the people paying taxes send them to space. And like you said... When you got shit like that happening, your civilization is not supposed to work because it's not worthy of working. Is If you devalue life and uh e- true equality cuz that's the thing that's why you know you know now you know I look at how they've done people and they've made us they've got us so wound up in our individual difference and then they pump that up and they said well it's time it's time for you to get yours cuz your people you've been down for so long and it's just like me being in the black community, I notice this a lot, you know, and I would never say that, uh, uh, that though, that that's not a, a noble ideal, but you can't forget that this is about everybody. This is not just about your people because you know what I mean? You feel like you've been wrong. All my people have been wrong. All of the, all of the people and the plants and the animals and all of this stuff has been wronged. And as, and as long as they keep getting wronged, there will be a perpetual hell on the earth. It's as simple as that. Because you, you, you're, you're missing the point. The point here is once you say that one thing is above the other thing, you will have eternal strife. It will, everything that is born into that system will have no choice but to try to substantiate its own worth. Or, you know what I mean? Or you'll have a situation where people don't even try anymore. You know what I mean? Like, so, you know, you got generations of. I was watching something, I forget where this was, maybe in South America. And the people, no, 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 maybe this was overseas somewhere. But the people in this town, they had moved to this city, actually. And then the city, like, got too expensive for them. And a lot of them had moved from, like, country areas. And so they started renting out space in the cemetery. So now there's, and this ha- this started in like the 80s. So now we have generations of people who have been born into the cemetery and, and, and like who, who, who live there. Like they pay a certain amount of money. Oh, no. I don't even know if they, I think the people pay like a really small amount of rent. But then you pay rent for space in the cemetery. So, if you don't pay, if that's, you know, they, they had this, it's, it was crazy. This sounds crazy because I've never heard this of kid, This kid, right? This, this kid. Is in America? Or this this is, is, no, this is like maybe overseas somewhere. Okay. This isn't in America. But the fact that this happened in right, the world. Right, anywhere, yeah. It's just like, this is the state of affairs. Right. So, this kid, he... He, you know, he, he had to, like, they clean, 
his job was to clean off the graves of uh-huh. people, you know, to make them look good and stuff. And he gets to this grave and like he tells him, I think he's like, this but this is where my brother my brother's in here. And he said his brother, I guess, had died when he in the ocean or something. And his brother's bones and stuff was in there. And his family didn't pay the rent. So he had to go and like him him and the people he worked with they had to go in there and clean out the bones so that somebody could move their so like the move their dead site. one in. Yeah. Well, like it's like a little it's like uh, it's like a big cemetery, it's like a little city or a town. Uh-huh. But like this is just a little space so they got to break it open. And then they go in there, and there's a guy in there. He's just throwing bones. There's bones literally all over this slum in this cemetery of where they just throwing people. Once you once you don't pay your shit, they just throw your shit in the corner, and bones and everything, right? Move somebody else in there, and I say I'll have to say this. This the that as heartbreaking as it sounds. And as dis as distant as it sounds, is not actually as distant as it seems. The the reverberation of that level of inequality and um, lack of respect for life that doesn't just stay in an area. It resonates out into everything else because it's a part of the system. It's it's a uh, a picture of the filth of the system. This, the, the, the system doesn't want you to think about the fact that there is that filth. The system's like, everything's good, and you should watch movies, and you should go to the store and buy some stuff because you deserve it. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's just like, it just tells you all this stuff, and it makes you blind to the fact that this thing is some kind of a beast. Like, uh, soon I, I hope to have my, my buddy on, um, who's been on here, Alex Knight. And we've been having, you know, some talks. And, you know, he, he's, he, he's uh, kind of uh, re-found Jesus, so to speak. Um, and... His viewpoints on this time are painted by his faith. And it's funny because it's a faith that I'm very uh, f- associated with. You know, I've, while I don't uh, claim to be one now, I'm still very much informed in, of it. And it sculpts a lot of how I see things. Mm-hmm. Um and so, you know, I asked my, my, my parents, I said, none of this stuff right now, you as Christians, none of you right now, like, this doesn't have any kind of, like, whisper or, like, a semblance of, like, uh, uh, like uh, some beast revelation type yeah. of a thing. Yeah, I, yeah. And um, ultimately, you know, people say, well, that means that they were right the whole time. And I said, 
Listen, I don't believe that... I think the Bible was created by people who had a deep understanding of the cycles of civilization. I think that they understood that a revelation, an apocalypse, or an unveiling is a thing that happens to a civilization when when it comes to a time where the sins and the dirtiness of the situation come to a head. And then... The, it's revealed. Right, That's a right. revelation. It's right. a revelation. You're being. It's you're being. You're you're you're, uh, kind of being. Uh, as it's it's a part. It's a point where I think the population of a particular place has to really come to grips with the fact that the truth that they've already sort of known, but now it's going to become out and evident and just in your face. Yeah, and um. Yeah, I really uh, that should be an interesting conversation because like he, you know, he's. Uh, <laughs> I remember the other day he texted me and said, uh, he said uh, he was watching something and I don't you know like I'm not who am I to scoff at any you know I have my own personal I mean, beliefs. My, my uh, I got a couple you know I work with very religious people. I my brother's religious, my dad's religious, you know, so I'm friends that are religious a lot of those people some of those people believe that the vaccine is the mark of the beast i believe that absolutely and that was they, that was my main question it's like do you think that it's possible that that's what that is or, or 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 something like it not not just because it's a vaccination or what yeah. well, a shot yeah inoculation. Gotta, let's be specific it's a, a shot it's inoculation it's an inoculation so yeah, just because you got inoculated doesn't mean um uh I'm not saying that that's that that's the reason because it's that. No. I'm saying what if I I'm saying take a look at the context of the time and what it could signify. It could signify um the beginnings of the end of human autonomy. And that's that's the point. That's the main point I try to make. The intention behind it. You know what I mean? Like, human autonomy is really the point here. Do I have the right to decide what goes in and out of my body? Is that my right? Have I been living in a game where... um? That wasn't my right, <laughs> and I thought that that it was. Yeah, is this is this really what's going on? Because it's like, and what it just starts little, right? Yeah, it starts like okay, now you have no right to your body. So now, how where do we go from I'll, there? I don't know if I told you about that. Uh, I I probably sent that to you. Uh, the thing that it was like that. Uh, that long documentary, it was the long COVID documentary. It was like, oh yeah, I tried, was it ten hours long? Yeah, I started shit? listening to it. And I that got was like hard. That's two hard. Two hours in, and That's I, hard. I just got lost. That was hard. Yeah. But at the same time, but two hours that was I listened to was good. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a you know I. I still gotta get. I'm gonna try to give it a go. Like I wouldn't really try to. It's like one of those things where you gotta like listen to it and sit down. Like for me, I want to like listen to the whole thing and take notes. Yeah, that's what I want to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ten right? hours is hard to find. It's hard. <laughs> it's not just a one sit, yeah. one one once and go. But 
On that, I remember they had the, uh, you know, this beetle and they, that they had caught. They, they showed a clip of the beetle that uh, I think it was Japanese, some Japanese scientists. Um, and they had these beetles and they had put electrodes inside of the beetle and they could control the beetle's legs and they could control the direction of its flight. Um, things of that nature. It's wild to think that, like, as I say that, I know that maybe someday somebody might listen to this and think that that's complete bullshit, right? Like, that sounds like something that's just, like, a person might not believe that that's right. actually happening in the world, but it's like, no, I literally watched them do this, and it really makes me wonder about the limitations of the state or uh, any governing body what just what can they do to you just what right do they have over your freedom what what is what just what are what are the uh, because quite obviously when we have a situation where you're trying to tell me that I don't even have control over my own medical destiny uh based on my own uh, observations and uh, philosophies. When, when you're saying that, and then I see people hooking up electrodes to organic living beings so that they can control their limbs, I have to take a step back and I really have to, you know, uh, I'm having these thoughts, these profound kinds of realizations and like, but here's where cognitive dissonance comes into play. You know, all of this is kind of like the, uh, it's like the culmination of cognitive dissonance. It's the culmination of being able to hold contrary thoughts and beliefs. So on one level, the, my ancestral and organic aspect, you know, the part of me that is tapped into um, uh, the, the the organic reality. Um, that part is like, you might need to get out. You need to leave this thing. Because... You're watching this thing fall apart, and you're it's like being in a burning building and just sitting at the table. Right. That's how I feel just about every day. But, you know, the government and the, the state, uh, you know, they, 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 they had to find a remedy for that because we all have that voice. It's always there. So... Then they put a separate processing part inside of you to say, hey, but you know, like, you you know, you, you like what's afforded to you. You like running water. You like heat and comfort in your car. You know, you, 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 you love this. You like this job. This job is... Just look at what you have, you know. And uh, 
that is the war. The war inside of my mind is between my my cultural and ancestral uh uh i guess identity as opposed to the person who is the worker who could probably be summed up in you know when you see your let when you see your name in all caps so question when you see your name in all caps, you know what I mean? When they talk about, you know, all, you know, I remember watching so much stuff and them talking about, you know, straw man and that man, you know, like your, uh, uh, your business identity or your, yeah. your, your business persona that you, they can do business with. And, um, the, the wild part is, is like, I was always like, I'd look at that and I'd be like, well, that's some bullshit because it's like, that's not me. My name is spelled, you know, <laughs> capital W, lowercase, I, you know, that's not me. But what they did, and this is what's so genius about these people, it's diabolically genius. The they. The they. The, what's so genius about it is, is that while I'm sitting there saying, hey, that's not me. What I don't know is, is that you've created an entity inside of me who has an entire way of thinking, a pattern of thought. Like he, he, he's addicted to this world. He's, he, is a, he thinks of himself as being simply a part of this world as if he did not come from an entire lineage of people who lived before any of this existed, <laughs> you know? He, that this is what they've done. And, I mean, it's, that makes, that, you know, that makes, that makes one o'clock at the job pretty interesting to sit there plugging in numbers, looking at a screen, uh, you know, since last time, you know, I've taken on like a new, a new job at my, at my you know. At the same place. At the same place, you know. So no longer do I do like trimming and yeah, all I, that I think stuff. You were just get last time I talked to you, you were about to start yeah. that. I was about to I was about to start that. So I've taken on this new role and it's a hundred percent better circumstance than what I was doing before. Um, I feel extremely comfortable in doing with uh, doing what I'm doing. I get along with my manager, my bosses in that department very well. I, you know, yeah. things are just so awesome. And uh, uh, I know that uh, there's a part of that, you know, the, the part of me that enjoys that is a counterfeit identity. It's not really me. It's not actually how I think. It's not. I don't actually prefer to really be there as opposed to what like to being uh, with my family. Yeah. To being my my children's father and being my my, my wife's husband and you it's know. Like a forced split personality. It's a forced split personality. They created a a, a entity inside of you that literally uh control certain processes of your thought and that's um i think that, that that you know i could see where a person upon hearing that they might think that to be crazy 
But, I mean, I, I think that it's one of those things. It's observably true. It's observably true that, you know, that it's embodied in that moment when your alarm goes off and the natural part of you says, maybe I need to sleep a little more. And then the other one comes in and he says, you better get up so you can get to work on time. Right. That's the embodiment of that. That is what's happening all the time. That we, 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 we make things that are extraordinary mundane. We're just like, oh, well, that's, that's just what it is. It's like, no. Someone is, is controlling your mind. They, they, they put a way of thinking into you that you know is not actually real. Well, they turned it into you're a bad person if you don't want it. You're a bad person. You, know, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, they've turned it into the, the society view of that person that doesn't go to work 40 hours a week or go to and, you know, do what he needs to do, you know, to take care of his family and all these things. Yeah. You know, into that this is some kind of person that we should look down upon. Yeah. You know, and so that so that's that per that person inside of you is you know fighting against that. Is, you know what I mean? Like you're you know, and it's it's like the everyday struggle. It's it's and it makes you tired. It it, it makes me tired. Like I I can I see myself like some days I'm just like. I'm, yeah, you know? yeah, I'm just like I just I don't want to do this no more. I'm just gonna go home. I remember, I remember hearing Mike Tyson one time. He was talking to somebody. I forget who he was talking to, but like the guy was kind of like saying alluding to the idea of like Mike. Here's Mike, and he was like Mike. Like you know how many people like w- would want to be you? Like do you know how many people like he's like. He's like like a uh, I, I don't know he might have said something like a bum on the street might be like looking at you like you know he you know he he wants yeah. to be you and he, and then Mike Tyson said he said I wish I was brave enough to be that person on the street and that is uh, a different perspective you know I like Mike Tyson he says some interesting things Mike is a I I saw a video the other day it said Mike Tyson is one of the most underrated modern philosophers. And um, I listen to, you know, I listen to most people, you know, a lot of athletes, an athlete is, oh, you know, anybody who gets to kind of like a high level with it, they usually are philosophical. You know, what is they have a word for a person who is trying to figure out life. <laughs> You know, it's right, just right. like he's a philosopher. Right. No, I'm just trying to figure out what the hell's going on here. Yeah. I don't really, I don't really know. I got some ideas. I can be wrong about what I'm saying. I can be right about what I'm saying too. So, I mean, I I I imagine I'm somewhat of, you know, people are always, uh, you know, I'm working in this new department and they kind of understand now that like. I might be the stimulus of a lot of philosophical kinds of conversation. <laughs> like, I, you know, my mind goes there because that's just who I am, you know? Yeah. And, um, like I said, some uh, people, if you just, it's, it's not even that, it's not even about wanting to be deep. It's about 
wanting to have a genuine communication with a person where we both can leave the communication nourished as opposed to being poisoned, which is so many interactions with so many people. I think that's why people have to understand why it's so important. You have to have conversations with people that don't have views for the same as you. Absolutely. Because you're going to get more out of that conversation than having an echo chamber of saying the same things over and over. It's like people don't understand like how I could befriend people who voted for Trump. And it's like... Though, I mean, that's just their political. I mean, I mean, look, there's people who've uh, voted for all kinds of people who've yeah. done all kinds of atrocious things. Yeah. So, no, I'm not going to judge a person based off of that. Um, but at the same time, you know, there's, there's people now, uh, you know, probably who are thinking along the lines of like... I mean, what were you supposed to do? Yeah. You know, if you believe in the system... And you believe your vote counts, and you believe in politicians and all these things. What are you supposed to do? You got Trump on one side. You got this other guy that's been a career politician, a liar his whole life, been in administration his whole life, is part of the problem. Trump's just, you know, Trump is Trump. He, we know, you know, plenty of things about Trump. And at the end of the day, Joe Biden's doing the same things Trump did. The border's a mess. These kids are still in these cages in the border. They're they're still selling bombs. And Joe Biden's still selling weapons to Saudi Arabia. And Saudi Arabia's still using them to kill people in Yemen that are just poverty-stricken people. You know, the same thing Trump did. I mean, it's like they're they're doing the same things. And at the end of the day, like... I understand, like, like people in my work, they all voted Trump. I don't think anybody voted Biden. And, and, like, they're like, listen, I don't like either one. Some of them were like, I don't like either one. But, like, this one dude's hanging out with a pedophile and is, like, talking about hairy kids and hairy feet and children and, you know, sm- t- smelling what? people's hair. And, Ooh, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, and then, the other, and then the, you know, my daughter voted for Biden. She's like... Well, Trump's a racist and blah, 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 and blah, blah. And I'm like, listen, I get it. So why aren't you, like, saying, fuck this, we need a better system? You know? They believe in the system, you know? It's uh, it's like they said in The Matrix. They said that the people in the system, they love the system, so they're still plugged into it, and they still see its reality. So they love the system so much to the point where many of them would be willing to die to um, kind of, uh, you know, sacrifice themselves in, in, you know, in in some kind of way for the system. Um, And that's kind of what I think happens, you know. People love, people think that this system, uh, one of the most dangerous running thoughts that we've had is, is that we are somehow... Um, better than p- the people of the past. That right. that we are. Um, so we're we, we well. Of course we are. Look at where we are in the timeline. We're here. Technology, we're the best of them. Man. But it's like, if you're gonna say things like that, once again, this is the it. It's that uncritical thought. It's the un. It, you it, It's a. It's saying something with no critique. No critique or no uh, opposite side of, 
hey, is it possible we might go, be going backwards? Well, why would you say something like that? Why would you possibly say, well, I don't know. We kind of build stuff out of like shitty, pointless, like ever fading things. We don't seem to, you know, we still devalue human beings. With all of the intelligence that we claim to have, we still devalue human beings. You know, uh, who uh, who's to say that these people who you just have in the slums of this world couldn't, uh, in another circumstance, contribute to the true growth of this world? Like, who's... Like, poverty is, is a form of violence. Impo- impoverishment is a form of spiritual violence. It's to say, your life means less and we expect less from you so we don't really care what happens to you we're just going to let you go live in situations where you you know you'll live in some disease ridden place and then you know you'll live a little bit and you won't you won't be too much of a useless eater and you'll Eventually, you'll just die in that same slum. I, I don't. I'm. I'm. I'm lost for words, for how li- little. Over like how little in like insight that t- like you're not understanding that people are invaluable. We 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 any one of us could come up with the circumstance to a better world. And that's, you know, I used to say, I always felt like somebody was trying to postpone the future. And what I meant by that was that somebody, it would see, it seemed like there was a concerted effort in the world to hold the back, hold the world back from what it could be. You know, the world of the, the people saw with the Jetsons and all that stuff, that never came. They never, they, you know, and... It, wait, that's how they control that. That's how the they keep their power, I think, because they, they hold, they want... Like, right now, big, like, the cryptocurrency world and, like... So we got to, like, we Bitcoin started going crazy. It gets, like, 64,000, blah, blah, blah. And it it crashes, and you know, people are like, well, you know, crashes. They eh, they just give you all these reasons, and I mean, and I truly, part of me thinks that part of the reason I think it's manipulating, and the price is controlled. You know, you get Elon Musk comes out and says some nonsense about Bitcoin, and. People right away go drops in price because Elon must open his mouth. But the fact that it just, I think it was going up too fast, and there was these people that were just getting rich off of making like spending two hundred dollars, <laughs> and like at some point somebody who's in the they were like, listen, we can't be having this. There's too many people, regular folk, just you know, making tons of money, you know, and we can't we can't be having that. We we want to have all the money. We can't, so we're gonna slow it down, and then we're gonna start buying in because there's all the, the. I mean, there's tons of things going on in the background where 
people they're they're setting up the basically they're setting up the banks to you're gonna hold instead of holding your Bitcoin like you do now, you're gonna the bank's gonna hold your Bitcoin for you now and like they're doing all these things. Institutions are becoming digitalized, MasterCard's starting to they're they're transferring to digital currency. Like all they're, these things are going in the background, which mean you will not you know, it will not help us become whatever. It, but the the they will continue that we're up here and you're going to stay down there. We're not, you guys were getting way, had too much chance to make money. We're done with that. We're not, we're going to make sure we keep our foot on your throat and for the, as long as possible, you know? And I, I truly think that's what was happening. And like people, you know, and now it's, it it's getting to the point where it's like, you know, if this all of a sudden starts going up and all and all these people are coming out and they're like, okay, well, you know, all these rich millionaires and quote-unquote investors, they're like, oh, yeah, we love Bitcoin. We love Bitcoin. We bought Bitcoin on the dip. And all these people are buying Bitcoin and, and people are and, – and the problem is the people that spent, you know, their stimulus money on it and put their money into it and then sold it because it went down, now all these people that are in the know, they just come in and buy it, you know, and, yeah. the, and the trend continues. You just got to, you, you know, it's, it just, like, you can see, it, it's like, you can see, it, and that's just, like, one thing, and that's, cause, and I see it because that's, like, my life is kind of, part of my life is in that, you know what I mean? So, it's kind of like, you're seeing that scenario play out in this again, and it's, it's, it's like, we're going to, tra- it's going to be a transfer of wealth, I think we're just going to have a transfer of wealth, and this old system's going to die, and whatever is left is left and it's going to be this new system it's going to be digital and it's going to be you know bitcoin it's not going to be bitcoin's not going to be a currency but they'll have a digital dollar and they'll use it to try and control people well my fear is like they take this they have this they have a call digital wallet so the digital wallet basically they you know like will get ubi or something or something similar to that I they, do. Yeah, and they'll give you money, and then, but you got you only have a certain amount of time that you can't keep that money in there. You will never be able to save. You have to spend it. You have a certain period of time to spend it, and in and in certain scenarios, it's like uh, they'll they'll implement social credit score also, yeah. like China has. Mm-hmm. So the people that are one or two, they'll get more money, less money than the people that are the five, and not only that, when we have the the next. Corona, whatever. So you notice how all the businesses just said, screw it, we're going to stay open. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? Now you have a digital wallet. So guess what we do? We will turn off the faucet for you, your ability to accept money. Yeah. So like it's complete. Like, I mean, I could see complete control. Unless I was you- saying earlier, I was like, we're almost to the point where we have to have a, like a worldwide revolution or like it's going to be complete worldwide just nonsense do you think it's possible that the creation of of cryptocurrency was the product of the intelligence community i mean it's a possibility absolutely because i mean i think i think about something like that and it's like i always am paying attention to the way that um things that seem to have like grassroots and organic and cultural roots um how those things have a tendency to 
grow and then be- get into the public eye and then become commercialized and stripped from its original meaning. Like, I've seen that happen in so many different things that it uh, seems to be the norm with, 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 you know. So it's like, I wonder, I've always kind of wondered with cryptocurrency if it was like, you know, like we were talking about earlier, that Hegelian that dialectic, you know, what's yeah. the problem? The problem is is that people, uh, um, we have physical dollars and yeah. it's hard to account for them all. Well, what what's the solution? Well, what if we had a thing to control all of that? Right. Well, how do you create that solution? What problem do you have? Well, let you know. You know, you you have a situation where you're printing too much money. You're, uh, you know, and then you bring a this this pandemic in that kind of rocked the economy of the world in a way that has never been like sort of rocked before, and then you have the pretext for, um, something that will like you said, as soon as they can like restrict your ability to make money in a system that's dependent on making that money. Yeah. To control um, you you will be controlled in ways that I mean that I already I already you know even though it's not there yet I already feel that presence on a like a daily basis I feel the presence of control over my faculties because I um I've bought into a, a system and a paradigm that you know would have me doing something like this instead of enjoying my life, you know, and that's I think that that's anybody who is free and enjoys freedom. I've never seen anything that really doesn't want to be free. Sadly. Think the only way you have true freedom is by. At this in this under these circumstances, the way we live in the world we live in. Lots of money is true freedom. Yeah, it's uh, it's the closest that you can get the to. The closest it. thing you can get to it, because you you now have the ability to do things that other people don't have, that can't do they can't do. And that's the sad, and and because of that statement, it's just backing up what you're saying. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, and that's, and so, it's like, I have conversations with my 18-year-old, and we're going at the beach and stuff, and she believes in communism. So, we had conversations about that, and like, whatever, and my reality of communism is that you're dependent on all those people in that that are part of that world to not you know as soon as one gets a leg up one gets a leg up it's over it's not communism anymore yeah you know and humans are humans unfortunately you know one's always gonna have one's gonna buy a piece of land and they're gonna find oil on it and then next thing you know because Joe Schmo beside him doesn't have oil now what mm. well now they have the only plot only plot of land with oil on it so now they have some kind of power over whoever needs the oil, right? Yeah. You know, 
and we're having this conversation, and she she believes in it. I'm like, <clears throat> I I get what she's saying, and I love the theory of it. It'd be great if we could all. I don't know what the answer is because the theory of communism or or socialism is not is is great, but how do you how do you execute those things without no, with you're gonna know at some point things are gonna become corrupt, right? Co- corruption creeps in somehow, and then you're you're in trouble. I mean, the reality of it is we don't live in capital. This isn't capitalism. This is not what we live in today. People call it capitalism, but it's not. You got Wall what Street it, banks. What getting, is it called? What, 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 I would call what? it. I would call it fascism. This is, uh, That's what I think, because I think corp- the corporations run everything. Well, I heard somebody say it's a it's a kleptocracy. I don't know what that means. That means it's like um, if you have like um, kleptomania, that means that oh. you just steal everything. Yeah, well, this would, is a this is a kleptocracy. I would, I, would, I would agree with it's that. It's built on just stealing shit from people. Yeah, and it's like. In the very beginnings of this entire thing, well, it yeah. began in theft. Right. Like it was, it, it began right. in theft. So what you think the theft just goes away? Right. You think that the next generation of people who rule, they're just like you know, we've outgrown the flaws of our ancestors, and we will no longer steal shit from people. It's like no, that's not what they do. They they're like, how do we steal more? How do we get more? And now here we are. We find ourselves in this moment where some of the greediest people maybe to ever exist on the planet were just like, how do we get all of it? All of it. <laughs> how do we do this? How do we go to space on that person's dime that's working you know, for me? How do we? How do we do this? How do we? You know. I mean, and now even with the, that was so wild, like. Somebody had to remind me that they were even going to space, but I was looking at this shit, right? And I'm like, well, you know, these people look kind of calm. <laughs> and I was like, hey, uh, you know, I live in, you know, I may be a crazy person, but I live in a world where I've seen reports of people in high places having access to spacecraft that, well, ain't what you saw. <laughs> it ain't. It wasn't some shit that went and skimmed space yeah. and came back. You know, I think these people, uh, you know, it, it's possible that these people... Uh, we say thing. you know, one, one term that's been in my head a lot was the concept of breakaway civilization. Or like when a certain usually wealthy demographic of people in a civilization decide hey I think this jig is kind of up and we gonna just break away from this shit so that we're not a part of it when it crumbles and shit and um I have something you know I wonder sometimes with all these people who's rich and stuff and you know what I mean like the kinds of things they have access to are things that are outside of your ability to even think about. Like, realistically, they probably have, like, a crazy bunker somewhere. Realistically. It's plausible that they might have traveled in space. It's plausible that they might have done something like that. Because it's like, I mean, it wouldn't, wouldn't you? 
You know what I mean? Like, what? I mean, me personally, I don't necessarily know if I really want to. Um, I might want to at least get out there just to see what's going on. I don't. I don't want to go to another planet, really. Cool. I don't. I you know I was. I'm uh, cool here. I was listening to somebody and they said. They said, "Can you you know? Can you imagine just traveling through space just in some ship? Like you're just like that would be crazy." I mean, one of the more crazier ideas that I've had lately is, is that it's possible that things learned how to uh, transport from one place to another. And then you don't have to travel yeah. through space and shit like that. Right. Then you're just like, oh, we know the technology and we're like the coordinates. And it's like, oh, you're there. And it's like, that seems way more plausible than the idea of this spaceship that you see flying up in the sky, they're just like plummeting through space, <laughs> dodging asteroids and shit. You know what I mean, I like mean, we just assume that's how the aliens are gonna get here is by a spaceship. Yeah, that's just like what it's they possible that. I mean, it's possible that the, what you're what you're dealing with is something. I mean, I've I've been listening to some interesting <laughs> takes on like I heard uh, listening to a guy the other day, and he was talking about how he thinks that the presence of what we see as, like, UFOs and things, that what we're looking at is a civilization of people who actually, like, have a, uh, sort of like a trans-dimensional kind of um, technology that they, you know, they travel, like, um, that they travel outside the bounds of time, that they that they can just end up places because they're not bounded by time. Now, once again, this is just an idea. I'm not saying I believe it. But at the same time, I look I've always you know, I've always looked for the overlap between scientific things and, and matters of like sacred, more spiritual and, and religious things, you know. And when you look at Something like angels. When you look at different visitors from different religions and things, you're just like, well, what were they dealing with? Were they, were they dealing with some shit from another place? Were they dealing with something that was from a different dimension? Were they, you know, who, what, what, why are people continuously saying this? And, um, I, I think, uh, Sometimes I think maybe that's the people. Maybe those, you know, uh, maybe those are the people who are just pulling strings and just watching this shit maybe. like a, like some sort of a TV show. <laughs> I think most of the spaceships we see, like you know, like what people think, are just like reverse engineered. I, there's I, like, a good you, deal of them. Do you think like if somebody who was, I don't know, whatever, came through thousands of however many miles to get here, they're going to just like fly down and be like, they're going to have lights on that look like our airplane light. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, yeah. you you know, I feel like they'd have some, like, reflector shit where they're invisible and stuff. And, like, they'd just be kind of hovering up there and checking things out. Whatever, you know what I mean? Like, I, I just, I see, I just think that, like, a, a lot of it's kind of reverse engineered shit. And they let us see it on purpose, you know, and sometimes they don't. And, it's just that it's kind of some kind of weird game that they play, yeah. and they're hard. They're taking people and like acting like it's aliens, <laughs> and it's really them just doing experiments on us and shit. I don't know. 
Did you ever see the ones, the the videos of like in China where it would be like cities would appear in the clouds? Like yeah, a city. I remember that. That was kind of crazy. I never understood that at all. I didn't either. That was crazy though. Uh, it makes you, it. I remember when I saw that. Um, regardless of if it's fake, if yeah. it's real, if it's uh, you know whatever. Um, as long as you can be provoked, you can start to uh, kind of get into a different like mode of thought. Like, you know, when I saw that, I was like, "Hmm, well, what the hell? Well, all right, let's let's say for instance that that was real. Okay, so if that's real, what the hell is this situation that you live in? What what is this thing that you live on? What what is even going on here? And it's those questions that I think um, they're troublesome. They're troublesome for business. They're troublesome for an automaton who you want to just work his life away and without considering those kinds of questions. Yeah. And that's really what I mean. Uh, I remember that one guy, uh, Graham Hancock, when he had the band TED Talk, when he was talking about it, it's a war on consciousness. And that's what I see. I see a war on consciousness. That's really what I see right now. Um, earlier, I had said something to someone, and I said it's like they've weaponized ignorance. That's what they've done. They've, you know, it's ignorant... To believe that you know everything. I don't know it. You know. I will never try to make somebody believe I know everything. That's the height of ignorance. To think that you are past learning. Yet. Every day. I communicate with people. Who. Scoff at. The ideas that I have. Without any examination. Which is, in my estimation, the height of ignorance. Because it's like, I'm not making these things up. I don't want the world to be this way. Right, right. That's not, I would much rather that it was not that way. But the truth of the matter is, is that we have criminals and tyrants in high places in this world. And... You know, we look at things like pharmaceutical companies. You know, they, you know, they, they, you know, they, I think recently they, they paid out like. Johnson Johnson. I think it was either Johnson Johnson or some, uh, it was like 26, 28 billion. Yeah. For opioid stuff. That was Johnson Johnson. 28 billion, just 26 billion dollars. You know, that is a criminal. That's a criminal organization. They if you paid out and nobody went to prison. That's a criminal organization where people don't go to prison. It's, if if you have shit like that as the cornerstones and the hallmarks of your uh, world and your civilization, those things, that that I mean that doesn't. There's only there's only justice. There's only. The justice system is only for the certain group of people. 
Yeah, there's people who are absolved from that. I believe Anthony Fauci is one of those people. Absolutely. Um, I, I heard um, Judy Mikovits say that. Um, you know, I was listening to, you know, people are like, he's listening to them, to them right wingers, you know, those. Yeah. I was it, like, no, these people, crazy. these people aren't right wing. These people are just human beings who have particular perspectives because of their life experience. You know, and I'm listening to these people because I listen. F- um, I listen for tone and vibration. Vibe, vibe, uh, vibe is, vibe is my first language. English is just another language that I break down things in. But I'm usually reading the vibe of anything first. That's my first inclination to be like, okay, what feeling am I getting from this? Mm-hmm. And I'm listening to these people on the news and they have the vibe of people trying to hide stuff in a lack of sincerity. I'm watching them and and it's kind of like clear and then I'm <laughs> and then I'll go listen to somebody tell a story about how you know, they went and they gave their child a particular vaccine and next thing, they their child didn't reach their development goals. Or the child was... Uh, maybe their child had like a, some kind of a... You know, a, an impairment. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm watching them and I see the, I see the look on their face. As a parent, yeah. I see the look on their face. You know, it, you know, the it, people crying and stuff. Like I see this, and I'm like, what level of lack of compassion would I have to have to think that all of these people were lying and none of them knew what they were talking about? What level of like, I'm not built like that. Like I, I, if if a part if I if I if I'm picking up what you're saying and I'm feeling reality in it, I'm that I gravitate towards that. I I gravitate towards the the small voice. The 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 voice of the yeah. underdog. The voice of the person. The voice that's speaking of experience. Yeah, I'm listening for the voice. Of the thing that is not on the mainstream, because the mainstream is a very fickle thing. Like it's it's uh, you know, like I told somebody earlier. The main what is mainstream thought, but a but a particular thought at a time, that may not even be the truth in a couple of years, you know. There was a point in time in this country where the mainstream thought was that black people and other minorities were subhuman. <laughs> they were putting people in, they put people in zoos. You know what I mean? They were getting people from different countries, putting them in zoos next to monkeys and stuff. You know? This was happening here. And that was common mainstream thought. Because if it weren't mainstream thought, they wouldn't have felt comfortable enough to put a human being in a cage with a monkey and say that this is an attraction. So that was mainstream common thought. Next thing, 
you know, so a little bit of enlightenment happens and people are like, hey, you know, maybe they're human. Maybe we don't shouldn't put them in cages. Maybe we should like treat them with dignity and respect. And then that becomes the thought. So a mainstream thought is not beyond critique. That's 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 all I want. I just I don't I don't even want to say like cuz they of course they have their things that they're going to say. But I'm saying you can bring out what you're saying. I'm not I'm, I'm I don't care. I just want you to acknowledge that there is an alternative thought in the world and that it warrants investigation. That's all I'm ever saying, you know. I just want you to look at it. Look at it and to take it in and uh discuss it and yeah. and, and ask questions. Yeah. Why do you think that way or why why what makes you have that thought or, you know, cuz like at work, you know, some uh one guy I always talked to, we don't we get along very well, but we don't there's a lot of things that we don't have the same page on. Yeah. And I'm like, why why do you think like like what is your thought behind that? And we have discussions about it. Yeah. You know, and we don't see eye to eye on stuff, but like that's that's gone. We don't have that anymore. And I don't understand we're never gonna get back to a place where we're you know, politics used to be okay, came around for every four years, you know, we everybody discussed, they did you know, not necessarily you know, was like, well, I don't agree with what you say or whatever, but it is what it is, you know. Now it's, you know, I think everything is just like a cult. I feel like everything is like very cult, cultish. Well, you can't, you can't, uh, like I heard somebody say, they say you can't, <laughs> you can't spell culture without cult. This is true. You can't spell culture without cult. A culture is almost by definition a cult. Because it's a, a an agreed upon um, circumstance, you know. You're you're saying, okay, well, I'm a part of this culture, and because I'm a part of this culture, I'm agreeing to a particular perspective of the world. And sometimes, you know, people have co- conflicting. Yeah. And I think that that happens to a lot of people actually, because you have. Uh, you know, once you're, you know, I see it a lot from the religious standpoint, but it's like there's certain things that they haven't, you know, what what happens when you're part of a religion that says that serpents talk, and then you, like, well, you, then when you're actually in your waking real life, you're like, oh, well, they don't talk, <laughs> you know? Right. It's just like, uh, how culture, do you how do you navigate that? Because... Culture is, uh, it's it is cultish. Yeah. It's uh. It makes people, uh, it's the idea of. Uh, people wanting to feel like they're part of the most important thing happening. Yeah, I, I think. It's it's also a way people, I don't know, people way kind of forget. Who they truly are, I guess maybe. That's point. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, because it's kind of like, you know, you, like we talked about before. You kind of put yourself in this box, and you're like, well, 
you know, I'm putting myself in with all these other people, and they believe all this, and yeah, I believe it, but I can't really get, you know, it's, it's, it's like a strange thing, and I mean, I see it in everything, like, cryptos is, a, cryptocurrency is the same way, there's people, like, they get a project that they like, and like, if there's a similar project, well, it's like, uh, XRP is one, and then there's, uh, like, whatever opposing XRP, and they're like, well, XRP's the best ever, blah, blah, blah. Like, they refuse to take a step back and look at it for what it is or and look at the opposing ones. Listen, there's pros and cons to everything, you yeah. know? And, yeah, the, it's, you know, and it just... And, like, I feel like in politics it happens, whereas what you're saying, all the bad parts you're saying about the opposing candidate or whatever are probably, tr- there's a lot of truth in those things. Yeah. You know, you're not, you know, and both sides are saying truce, but the problem is you don't realize that they're not terrible. <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, yeah, you point, you're pointing out all of the flaws of the opposing side and, yeah, and, and except anywhere. But a lot of that is just, yeah, a person's a lack of an ability to accept their own their own personal weakness or what the weakness to their own ideology like yeah. they everybody thinks that they're part of the best shit ever right. and that's that is a that is a um that is a a deadly position to have because you you know what I mean? When when you feel like you have to be a part of uh, the most important thing, or your ideology is the most significant, and I try to watch this in myself too, you know, definitely with a lot of my thoughts and and the fact that they're not very mainstream thoughts, I have to keep be mindful of the fact that like, okay, I never want to be blindly following it. Like right. you know what I mean? Like I, I never want to say say that it's fr- it, that it's not flawed in some ways the, the ideology. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like I I've come to those conclusions through weighing different evidence. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like, you know, when I see a lot of people in their religions. They've never really weighed. They've never really weighed it against anything else. They've never really been like, okay, so I'm a Christian, but maybe I should be. Or what? What about Hindus? What? What about Muslims? What about you know? Like, yeah. they're not actually weighing it. They're just making kind of a blind choice, you know. It's just a blind choice. So I have a question. Because I, I didn't really do much, get into this much. But what is this? I keep seeing this critical race theory thing. Uh, uh, I didn't see this? it. No, I didn't see okay. it. Okay. Well, I, was, I, I wasn't I was paying attention. Not, I was paying attention, but I didn't have, with everything else going on, I don't what? necessarily have time to... And I guess it's a big thing going around how they're trying to take it out of schools. Some places are trying to put it in schools. What is it? What are they doing? A lot doing? of people are getting upset about it. Like, I've seen people being arrested at, like, uh, like um, 
you know, the, the when the school administration has their meetings or whatever, you know, people are showing up and opposing it and stuff. Uh-huh. And, but I don't even know. Any, I didn't. Uh, I don't even know anything about it. You know, I'm critical. I'm race disconnected theory. these days. I just don't have enough time to research everything. No, to no. Look into things. I, like, <laughs> I mean, it's like you know. I feel so like enough time in a day. I feel like I, you know, I, you can research things, but I mean, realistically, I'm gonna probably tell you. I don't really need to know kind of what happened. I know that it's it's based on bullshit. So when it when it kind of falls apart and it, the truth of it is seen, I mean, I I just think well that just makes sense, you know. Yeah. But like with this, I mean, I can understand that. I mean, it was clear that at some point in time, what was going to happen was, um. I'm starting to rethink... It makes you rethink certain things. Ideas that have been planted in your head. Like, there was a show I was watching maybe a year ago. It was uh, Watchmen. The um, movie? No, nah, this was a show. Okay. This was the show. It, I think it came on like HBO or Showtime or something. One of them. And Watchmen took play. It was very interesting kind of the position that they took. It was definitely made out of an analysis of the racial structure of of the country. Like it was based on this idea that and there there's a there, that there will be a president, and this president will give reparations to black people uh, for slavery, and then things will seem to be really turning around mm-hmm. kind of from the standpoint of equality. Okay. But ultimately, you know, um, it's about these, you know, like a secret society of like um, kind of like white supremacists who, you know, kind of, like, they eventually get together and they, like, try to bring, you know, they try to oppose that. Okay. And when I look at that, there are distinct parallels between some of the things that happen with black people in that and things that you're starting to see now. Because the story is, is like, hey, look, you know, in, in a lot of people's minds, they're like, hey, look, like, they're, they're finally listening there, you know. And I'm seeing a situation where I think what's going on is, is that the someone is manipulating the struggle. Like somebody is using the struggle to co-opt the energy of that move, movement in order to do things that will be tyrannical, but because they seem to give favor to minorities, um, they will they have that cover. And then they look a certain way. They're like, well, look, we, you know, right now, there's, you know, we got Joe Biden, a man who got on television and said, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. 
You know, he said that. And it's like, what, what are you going to do? What are you, are you going, like, are you really, you know, I don't think these things just happen in vacuums. Like with like the entire, like Black Lives Matter situation, the entire like racial situation in the country, like all of these things seem far too precise to be not planned. Right. All these things are just kind of laying down like dominoes. And I'm just like, this is why you create, like, this is the, it's been like kind of, it was an infuriating thought to think uh, a large part of what not only black people, but other people think of as black culture is a construction is it, it it it's something that was created well you're this so you think this and this is what you do and you listen to this and you this is your story and this and, and they just gave you an entire story and attached it to this identity that is so free of consideration well what what do we call these people oh well they're black what is that? We're not even ready to even deal with that. We're not even ready to deal with the fact that it makes no sense to call black people black. <laughs> it's if you it, once you give it any real considerable thought, you're like, well, do is the skin is the skin black? What is what? Why why are you calling these people black? Why are you calling people white? Why what is this? What's going on here? What game is being played that is over the heads of so many people? Like, because it's clearly not a great indicator of a person. Right. You know, like I said to my daughter, I said, you know, you're a little lighter than me, but she, you can see I'm not black. That's not, my skin is not black, right? It's brown, right? And then she said, yeah, well, why do they call you black? I said, I don't know. I don't know. And I've seen various, you know, I've seen people try to explain it to me. But, you know, and that gets into a legal term, mm. you know. But it's like this thing is a construction. Right. The racial dynamic in this country is a construction, I think, that was created as like a long play kind of a plan because now you can play these two sides. Because remember, they get, they talk about race in terms of black and white as if there's not an entire spectrum of people in between that. Right. Like, they just, like, leave people out just because it's, like, inconvenient. It's just like, well, it's black, white. Eh. It's like, who made this game up? Because yeah. it's honestly, it has to be a game. There's no other way to explain why you're saying this. So it's like, I feel like somebody created that as a tool of division. Yeah, it's the ultimate, ultimate tool in the tool, bag of tools. But I don't know. I think the ultimate tool might be the, 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 the money aspect. I think money is the greatest divider of people. Like from the standpoint of like somebody who has a certain amount of money, yeah. they, they'll look down on this other person who has some... some less money right. 
And then they'll look up to somebody who's looking down on them, and then that just happens incessantly. And you know, well, what's crazy is like I like you know who Warren Buffett is. Yeah. What's crazy to me is that people look at him as like a financial guru. Well, people don't know in two thousand eight when that financial crisis hit, he went into the middle of Congress. He's not even a congressman, a senator. He's nothing. He's Warren Buffett, the busyman. <laughs> Warren Buffett would have been broke if con- if Congress wouldn't have bailed him out. Well, I'm sorry, if me and you, well, yeah, me and you would have bailed him out. Yeah. So he would have got been, you, Warren. Yeah. So they look at that guy as like some financial guru, and then the reality of the situation is, if the government would have bailed him out, he would have been broke in 2008. Wow. He was minutes, they say, minutes away from being like. The positions he held, like, because he holds positions for, on the stock market and all that, those positions would have been liquidated and he would have been broke. Wow. So, like, you look at, and how many people you think look at him as this financial guru guy and, you know, I mean, there's not, he's not the only one. There's many, many, many of those. And the reality is, I mean, look at Jeff Bezos. The reality is he's personally never hard. I don't think he's paid taxes in the last 10 years. Amazon hasn't paid federal income tax it's in at least three or four years uh-huh. you know and they get government subsidies you know remember yeah. I was saying earlier how they ran out of bombs yeah well who makes the bombs Radeon and all these companies well guess who gets who gets tax money on top of selling all these all these uh, tools of war to the government they get tax uh, subsidiaries on their taxes so do they have the like there's a scheme at the top where it's just round and round we make the bomb for you and get subsidiaries so we don't have to pay taxes and then the guy from the CDC or the guy from the Pfizer that's the president from Pfizer becomes the president of the CDC and the FDA so they can get all their you know shit through and you know what I mean and, and, and this is what goes on I think that this is the reason because I mean you can see that you can see that like this is just some like circular kind of a thing and it's like if you're saying seeing that then there's a lot of people seeing that and I think that that's why in this time certain ways of thinking will be associated with domestic terrorism because the writing is kind of on the wall like it's no longer hidden it's I mean there is a they do have a a, a good demographic of people who are still kind of like uh, lost in the sauce and they do have those people. But there are increasing numbers of people around this world who understand the true nature of this world and who uh, are running out of peaceful um, options. And I understand understand the sentiment. Me, I don't want people to... To, 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 to be violent in that sense because um, I believe that that's once again that's Hegelian dialectic in my idea like I feel like that's what you know if you had access to um, the militaries of the world um, the you know telling the people to go pick up some guns and go do some stuff like 
you know, that's you. That is a, a suicide mission. That's a, that's it's like uh, that's like uh, you know, um, Muggsy Bogues trying to just muscle Wilt Chamberlain or something yeah. like that's yeah. you know what I mean. Like it's just like that's not the way that you're gonna. If you're going to win, it's not going to be that way. That's mm-hmm. not the way. These people are the kings of destruction. They've killed billions of, not trillions of people. Who knows how many people? This this military, not even just this military in this country, but the, 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 the collective militaries of the world, the collective governments of the world. Who knows how many collectively they've killed? Who knows? These people, you know, I don't look at them as being these separate entities. I think of them as being kind of like, uh, uh, you know, different chapters of the same thing. And I, I know that they want something like that so that they can say, well, we were justified because they, the people became violent. So then now we became violent. And that's what's happening in Cuba. You know, so they start protesting and they're trying to overthrow the government, and the government just says, "Yeah, we're just gonna send the military out there and start shooting anybody that protests." And then what are you gonna do? You know, yeah. I mean, I mean, that, but Cuba's a place where nobody has guns. None of the civilians have guns. Yeah. You know, so I mean, in America, I don't know how much it means because really the reality of it is, military if they want to probably has weapons we don't even understand. Yes. So like. I'm, the fact I, that every there's more guns in America than there is people may not does probably doesn't even matter. No, it's a it's a it's, yeah. a, it's a red herring. It's not. Listen, guns are uh, are an outdated and archaic technology from 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 a war standpoint. Right. What you think they have meetings about? All right, well, we need to get this kind of gun next. Our next engagement, we need that. Oh, I don't know. Maybe they they talk about that somewhat for people who they are going to have on the ground, but I mean these people can they can kill you from a joystick. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. don't they can have a joystick and drone and kill you. They can they who knows what the kinds of things they have. They don't even need to do that. I mean, like how many times have they done experiments on people and and we come and find out twenty years later. So, like I said, I mean, I, I understand, like, I uh, I get it. I understand that there's people who feel like they have to be exact, more hands-on and and things, and that they, you know, that they might have to um, become more, more, more violently engaged. I understand that that is in people's minds, and I expect that we will see stuff like that. I think it's... Um, I think when we think about people like it makes you read like uh, like I said uh, when I, I read some of like the Unabomber's manifesto that ain't nothing but what that was that was a man who saw a future not unlike what we actually live in and said he didn't want that to happen and tried to do things violently to make sure that that did not happen and um, it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, he's right in all of his assumptions, but he surely wasn't wrong in all of his assumptions. And that, 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 that just was not what was going on here. 
It remake it makes you rethink the the story that is told about the villain. It makes you understand that he didn't just do that for no reason. And that he may have been an, a very intelligent human being. And he could he he was somebody who Isn't he a professor? I forget exactly what his situation was. I think he was too. I feel like that's that's a thing. But uh yeah, I mean that's it makes you, uh the, the I know things like that will happen. Me uh and I uh I struggle with this because I feel like um of any time this is no not a time to be bored. I do feel like that. But also at the same time there's an inclination inside of me that says I have to prepare my family to uh, either separate from this or to endure it until the thing uh, destroys itself. And those are really, you know, I, I, because I live this life that I've created... I feel my life was a lot of kind of like bullshit, like you know, you know things. Not and not from the standpoint of th- that it doesn't matter, but from the standpoint of there are very pressing questions in my psyche that I am putting off in the interest of my business personality, and in the interest of. Uh, security and comfort. Yeah. You know, like I heard somebody say, they said, our biggest problem these days is is that we traded comfort for happiness. And that's, that's kind of like what I think m- most of us experience. So, you know, I feel like when you go over the, you know, like to me that's the that's the only solution you got. If you're seeing the world in any kind of similar way that, that I'm seeing it, you either have the option to separate from this thing, even though it seems like an impossible task, or you know, yeah, uh, you have that option, or you're going to have to figure out how to. Sustain yourself through the madness and hopefully be intact on the other side when this thing destroys itself because that's ultimately what will happen. This thing yeah. is it, this it, it will continue. not continue forever, but at the same time, who knows how long it will? I can't say that I will live to see the end of this thing. But at the same time, uh, you know, it's not even that I'm not I'm not even uh, cheering it on. Because there's I I I I I. The reality of cheering it on is that there's going to be a lot of death. Right. You know, I'm not cheering any of this on. I don't. I don't. I'm not cheering it on at all. I'm. I'm. I'm looking at it from a historical. Yeah. 
con like a a whole historical uh, concept. And this is not the first time that a civilization has gotten too big for its britches yep. and created the circumstance for its own demise. That's happened numerous times. And the pro the difference here is is that I think uh our theory is is that we've created such a large and robust civilization that even if it falls in certain places it will prop up in another place. And I just don't I mean at at some point you keep uh, you keep a world full of injustice you're going to wake people up into yeah. doing things that they weren't doing three generations before that or a generation before that one day you will create somebody who has no choice but to stand in lose. opposition and they got nothing to lose. Yeah. The most, the most dangerous person in the world is a person that has nothing to lose. You know, the 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 escape the escapist version of me or maybe even the uh, uh engineered. Maybe this was engineered into me. But there's a <laughs> there's a weird thing that I feel where I kind of feel like uh um, I just, you know, I wish that, you know, there would be, like, some alien race that saw all of this and came and said, hey, that's enough of this. Right. You know, that's enough of this on this planet. You're not going to be able to do that anymore. I want that to happen, but that opens up uh, uh a situation where, yeah. hey, you could do that. You could, you could, you could go get some. I don't know. You could get some genetically. Let's say you go get some people and gen- start genetically modifying them fifty years ago, right? Yeah. Let's say you take these people somewhere. You genetically modify them. You change their appearances. You add certain things. You educate them to certain things. Maybe even you give them a story. Maybe you make them believe that they're aliens, right? And say, oh, well, you you came from some planet on the other side, and we we found you in the desert, <laughs> and <laughs> you know, and then they're like, well, you know, um, but we have some of your technology, and we need you to bring peace to this world, and then you know they come in, they, oh man, the aliens are here, everything will be all right. I mean, people do similar things with Jesus, you know. Yeah, yeah. And that ain't nothing but an alien invasion, really. I mean, so some guy came riding on the clouds. He had a horse. I don't know how he ride a horse in the clouds, but he he had a, he came out of the clouds and he came to save the people. That's you know, um, I don't know if that's an escapist view because ultimately. It would make the most sense that it's only the people that can save the people. You know, it's 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 it seems to be it, but uh, I don't know how you how do you hold how do you hold people accountable that you don't even know who they are? Yeah, right. You know, you live in a system where the, the there's people running this that 
We've never heard of, never... You don't know their name. You don't know nothing about them. So how do you hold those? Because the reality of it is, you can cut a tail off a snake, but it's going to grow back. You got to cut that head off. And you have no clue what the head is. You you don't even know what the hell's going on in life. You don't even know what's happening in existence. You don't even... (laughs) You don't even know the circumstance of why you're even here. Right. Or what, for what reason, or what put you here, or any of that. You don't know any of that information. And then people, like you said, we, we, we want to cut the head off, but we don't know where the head is even at. We don't even know. You know. You know, you, you don't even have the tools to cut it. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. You do you think Joe Biden's pulling all the strings? I'm sorry, but yeah, that know, guy is not, you know. You know, these people, I think that that's, I think that there is a certain enslavement that comes with a certain amount of money. I think as people get money, they become more indebted to the system and they are forced into making deals and things to Just maintain to that. maintain that, yeah. And that is, you know, people talk about Oh, selling your soul. They're like, oh, what is he? He wrote his name in blood, and mm-hmm. and this like this. It's like that is not how you sell your soul. All you gotta do to sell your soul is, how about you become a celebrity, and then when it's your time to go say, hey, go get the vaccine, you gotta do it because you've maintained a certain level of fame and notoriety, yeah. and now it's time for you to pay up. You've sold your soul. It's not. It's not. It's nothing even really magical about that. No. That's just the. the it's just a reality of, uh, uh influence and, and how 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 is a person shown out into you know what I mean like yeah. for every musician that is shown, there's a bunch of musicians that were just as good as them. Watch American yeah. Idol. There's, just there's hundreds of singers that are... There's a bunch of people. That are very talented. That, you know, didn't make it. Why didn't they make it? I don't know. You know, was the timing? Was it not meeting the right people? Or was it there's something else going on there that, you know, influenced what happened? Like I said, I mean, these people, they don't... The reason why they're shown two people... I'm of a mind now that there are zero things that are shown to the masses for no reason. Oh, no, I, I think you're 100% right. I don't think that any of it is just by chance and, um, but it just happened, you know, it just happened like that. planning behind everything that's shown. It's like, but what they talk about, like predictive programming. It's the, you know, if you put something in a movie or in a show, I saw the most ignorant thing in this show the other day my daughter was watching. It was this show on Netflix. It was called uh, My Perfect Landing. It's about gymnastics. It's a little kid show about gymnastics. And I said, oh, this is how you do this. This is what they did. So there was a kid, right? And um, he, he said... Um, he said, yeah, he said, um, my, he said, my mom, when I was a kid, she would always drive, she, she, she said she believed the earth was flat, 
She believed the earth was flat, so we would drive around and try to find it. Find the edge of the earth. And he's like, well, we only got to, like, Iowa or something like that. And then the other kid said, that explains why you haven't been vaccinated. Mm. And then the kid says, it's okay. I went somewhere and got it done anyway. This is like a 13-year-old. This is supposedly, he's like, this is a Canadian show. Like, this is taking place in Canada. In Canada. So he said, it's all right. I went and took care of it anyway, without the say-so of his parents. And I was like, oh, this is how you do this. You, 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 you just put things, who knows if there was, you know, what the picture I had in my mind was, because it just didn't see, it seemed too blatant. Yeah. And I was like, I wonder if what happened there was if some uh, uh, vaccine advocacy, uh, I don't know, group or something, contacted this show and said, hey, um, look, you know, if you uh, put something, a little something in there, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll pay for that. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's not a crazy concept at all. No. Not in the midst of this I mean, blitzkrieg of, who control I you mean, know. the reality of when you see commercials on TV? Yeah. I don't watch TV anymore. Well, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I know. I, like I, I have Netflix, so yeah. I, I don't really have. Occasionally, I'll have cable. And uh, yeah, we don't have cable. But the reality of those commercials are, I mean, is the is is Channel Six going to come in and and say something bad about Pfizer? No, because. Guess who's paying? Who who they're getting all the commercial? They're getting their revenue from is every is all commercials from Pfizer. Most most uh, most television networks share a board member yeah. with a pharmaceutical company. Absolutely. It's like, what are you? Are you sure that what you're seeing is? Does it have to be the truth, or does it just have to be a particular? idea of the truth and or, or, or uh, you know it, it's still a regulated truth you, you know they you know us and New Zealand I think yeah it's only two only two that are allowed to have commercials about pharmaceutical it's, drugs yeah it's only two in the world so, only two in the whole world in the, in the whole world that are allowed to have commercials about pharmaceutical drugs so what's that direct to consumer so as messed up as some of the countries are in the world, they're like, well, we ain't that messed up. You know what I mean? Right? (laughs) This goes back to what I was saying earlier. We haven't really thought about who we are as Americans from an identity as a, from the standpoint of as a world citizen, as a person who's a part of the world. Where is your standing in this world? Because we... Uh, we're sort of like this. Uh, we our consumption and our the way we've been marketed to has created these people who honestly do value things over life. No. And we're the, the it, it's kind of our legacy here 
the two we, we were made to be, we were made to be, if anything, consumers. We were made, you know, if anything, we're meant to consume. We we work our lives away in order to consume things. That's, we are, they literally call us a consumer economy. It's a consumer economy. People we no longer manufacture things. People think it's like a cute term and it's like, no, no when they scary. say it's a consumer economy, they're talking about you. Yeah. You are the consumer. You you buy things um, largely because you're marketed to in so many different ways that you you equate buying things with um, feeling better, feeling better, and life yeah. like like life fulfillment. Yes, like you like that's a particular human being. The vast majority of human beings who've lived on this earth were not like that. No. The vast majority of the people in everybody's stream of genetics was not like that. And, I mean, I think that that's something that should at least be, like, kind of looked at. That can't, you know, you don't want to just, like, scrape that underneath the bed and just say... So, I don't know. From American standpoint, I think about this. So from their standpoint, like if there's a country where people are literally like their days consist of getting food, like plant, you know, they're working their gardens so they can eat <laughs> and walking some amount of miles to get water and home, but they're happy. Yeah. Now, if you said that to somebody in America. Most Americans would be like, "Oh well, that that sounds like a terrible, you know, that's a bad." You know what I mean? Like they're poor. They're, yeah. you know, but the reality of it is, they're if they're happy and that's what they're doing, you know, it's like the reality is they're probably having a better life than we are. And I think that, like I said, it's, it's about that one way of thought. The one, you know, because you can run into that on both ends of that. Because it's like, yes, they're happy. But does that mean that it, they should be destitute? Or does that right. mean that, does that mean that they should not be afforded the value that's given to uh, the most wealthy? What, why are we acting like... It's either one way or the other. Like we, that's that's like the. As soon as you start getting into that, yeah, it's either one way. It's either one way, or it's the other way, and it's because it's never that. You know, that's like if you have a child and you say, "Well, that's it's my child," and nah, not your child. It's like a child is the product of two things, right? It's not just one thing. Life is the product of sometimes conflicting concepts. Just because they're happy. Why can't why can't we be happy and still have a toilet and cleanliness and and and, and, and turn this thing into some kind of you know everybody's looking for heaven when they die. It's like we got the tools here to do that, but we don't have enough love and compassion in the world to make that happen. And 
that I think is why I don't gen- generally have a lot of hope for this because that love and that compassion that you know people people say a lot of things about love they act like love is a um a stupid thing a stupid concept but and uh, I I was writing something I said you know um I was writing something for like the beginning of like this next album I'm about to start recording um and I was saying you know what you know what what was there before love what was there before the uh, the idea of there was one thing and then there was another thing and then those things felt a connection and were drawn to each other that is the that's what love is love is not love is you know of course there's the romantic aspect of it but love is about seeing the unicity of yourself and another thing to be able to see its most essential parts and to be drawn to that as opposed to the apparent difference in your shell (laughs) you know that's you know that's 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 what that's a real thing. That's not like a thing that's like made up. And when you live in a world where that is kind of laughed at, scoffed at, the fact the idea that this is a you know the the, the energy of that that you know love and, and and understanding and compassion. When you lose sight of that. I mean, that I I don't see things survive that. You don't you don't you're not supposed to survive that because you're going against un, universal I mean, forces. It's like that the scientific study where they take the plant and one person yells at the plant the whole time and the other person gives the plant love and sings to it, and one dies and one lives a long life. Yeah, and it's like that's not happening for no reason. Love is a, you know, when I say uh, uh, vibration is how I read most things, uh, I I listen for, for, for love. I listen for compassion. I listen for those things because um, I think that those things bring the, 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 the best feelings to life. And... Uh, they give life meaning. Without those things, life would be meaningless. It would have no purpose. Right. There would be no reason for people to live without love or without compassion or any of that. Like no, nobody would. There'd be no reason to live. We're gonna live for hatred and uh, death and murder and. You know, just 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 abuse. Like, is that what we, you know? Is that what we live for? Do we live for abuse? I think, I think some. I think that's like what you're saying is right. Like, I think right now, people wake up in the morning, and their whole purpose is just to argue with other people and spew hatred and 
It's, it's not. There's there's no good end to that. Yeah. At the end of the day, there's no. There's no good possibilities because it just anger, hate that hatred just multiplies more hatred, and at the end of the day, like what I was saying, a desperate person is a dangerous person. Yeah. And at the end of the day, if they feel like there there is nothing left and they're desperate, what happens then? Yeah. You know. And, Go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of people who you know they they they'll they'll go spew a lot of all of that onto a person, but it's really not doesn't even have nothing to do with the person. It has uh, to do with the, you know who knows what happened at their job that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, know somebody pulled out in front of them on the way home, yeah. and now they want to go and send a shockwave of just ugliness out into the world and then watch the ripples happen because then they do that but it's not over then because then it ripples into the minds of the people who see it and then they respond and then it goes more and more and more and then ultimately the world is still the same place and we feel just as divided and alone as we ever did so what happens, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, so the they, somehow the people topple the they, but they do it through anger and hatred and all these things. So what's on the other side of that? The, the they, continuation. The, the they topples and the, and the, the world kind of goes into dissent and, you know, and then what? Yeah. You know, so you got to find a way what? to figure out it's always easy to want to want to topple that, but we have to think about what's on the other side of that. Yeah, we need solutions, right. and the solutions. Uh, I heard somebody say one time. He says the solution to a problem exists before the problem. The solution is there before the problem, and the solution is there, but. There's, uh, we're still living in a time where the solution is sort of being ignored so that we can continue to limp along in yeah. this thing. Yeah. I they don't want the solution. I think we are. I think you're right. I think we're limping along, but they're running, they're, they're running out of bullets to, to keep firing at they you know they keep kicking the can down the road problem is at one point they're gonna miss the can and then yeah. it's just gonna stop everything's yeah. gonna stop and then what happens you know and then every you know at some point everybody's gotta stop looking at the government to help them and and want them to help them yeah we have to start helping each other yeah because yeah. that's how at the end really they don't want you to help each other well, I mean, but they we live in we live in circumstances where that's not really. Um, it's tough. And, and they it, it that's not promoted. I mean. Yeah. The you know, I I you know, like where you live, I I grew up a large part of my life in a development similar to this, and you know I've never. I mean, partially, this is just me being, like, a hermit, and, right. you know, but I've never felt a sense of community there. 
I've never felt like I've never felt like these. You know, uh, the biggest sense of community I've ever experienced in my life were in impoverished places. Without doubt, all the time. Because those people need each other. Right. They're dependent on They're each depending other. on each other. Here in these kinds of places, we don't really depend on these people. They're not coming over for sugar because they got sugar. Right. They, they'll go get sugar off of an app and somebody will bring it to their house. They don't, <laughs> they don't need that. They don't need right. that. Right. You don't need these people. And, and that's why I say in, in the time of like, if we're talking about apocalypse and stuff like that, the reality of it is people in this area are going to find a hard... The, the, they're not... There's, because of that, no, not having that sense of community, they're in trouble. Yeah. The people, you know, th- that have that sense of community be the ones that will survive and come together and they'll figure it out. But I mean... And I'm not saying that... that I'm just saying that the physical place... It seems to lack community. Now, I'm sure people have their own communities and their churches and things like, like that. You know, they have these the sub-communities yeah. that, they, that they go into. But what I'm starting to realize with me and the thing that is just kind of like, I mean, every... Do you, every, think, do you think that sense of community is like an old thing, though? No, I think that it's because I mean realistically, in, in, in impoverished places, it's still happening right now to this minute. Yeah. You know, it's still going on, but into the industrialized world, yes, yeah. it is an old concept of hey, you you need other people. Um, in the industrialized and and I think um, technological world, yes, I do think that's an old thought. But I mean, from from the standpoint of the world, you know, if most of the people in the world are impoverished, yeah, then it's not an old thought to them because they still need those people. They still yeah. need their neighbor. They still need them for, for to, to 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 help them through their hard time. In this thing, like I said, this is a particular paradigm. There's people in the Amazon who don't know none of this shit is even happening. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know That's what I mean? That's crazy to think about. Right? They don't know none of this stuff right. is going on. They're just like, what happened? You yeah. have a disease out there. Oh, okay. It's like, right. oh, well, I thought you already had diseases. They're right. like, well, this one's different. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Give me a mask. I'm in the Amazon. Right. Give me a mask. Right. It's like, there's, like I said, this is a particular paradigm. This world, this world, the world is this thing superimposed onto the planet. You know, they, the, the the world has limits and boundaries and things like that. You know, when I look at like the continent of Africa, I think about how they just made up all these boundaries and things that did not even exist to none of those people. Before they came and started doing that, they're just like, "It's a different country. What are you talking about? Like my cousins <laughs> over there. Like, like what do you even mean? No, this is not the same. It's like that's what the world is. The world is a super imposition. It's just it's it's they try to it, it's it's the definition of uh, what they call um um." Uh, what did they call that? Uh, 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 a legal fallacy or something like that. Uh, 
it's a it's a it's a it's not a legal fallacy. It's a legal fiction. Boundaries in terms of like land and real estate; those are all legal fictions. It's all a legal fiction. It's like it, you it exists in the law, but I mean, when I went and drove down to the Outer Banks a couple months ago. I I was in the same damn place the whole time. Like, if I didn't see that I was entering a different state, yeah. I was in the same place the entire time. That's what I realized on the way down and on the way back. I was like, this is just one big land. Yeah. You would have seen a sign that said, welcome to... If I didn't see welcome to Maryland yeah. and Virginia, yeah. I was like, I'm in the same place. The yeah, you know. I'm going to the same kinds of hotels that exist over there. Right. I'm going to, I'll be in the same water that is in Ocean City, Maryland. You know what I mean? Like, like, technically, you're connected to Mexico and South America. I mean, all of that. Canada, it's all. It's all one big thing that is only set apart by the legal fiction of territory and you know because they, they, they have to call it that because it's like it's clear that this is the same land but I think at like one point like way back before all that stuff right the they started at one point there was like one like a small small group of the they you know what we'll do we'll like make boundaries we'll do all this stuff and like they just kind of like it's divisive. It's the yeah, division. And they just kind of like went across the world. And it was just now all of a sudden it's just the they in certain... Okay, there's the they in America. There's the they in Canada. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and they're like, oh, well, not only will we not... We will have one country. We'll divide that country into these different... And then the South will battle the North and the North will hate the South. And You know what I mean? Like, it just turns... And it just multiplies. I was all, you know... Going down there to North Carolina, you know, I was just going through different states and trying to explain to my my children, like, <laughs> we're not in the same state anymore. How old are they? Three and four? Five, uh, five and six oh, now. Geez, five yeah. And six. Okay. So, that was a long ride. It was, <laughs> but I was yeah. trying to explain this to them, and as I explained that to them, certain things became clear to me. Like, the idea of, like, we live in a country that has states, but in a different continent, those states would probably be considered countries. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there would be a state. That's why, you know, we say the name and don't think about the meaning. It's like United States. United, there's a bunch of countries that united in order to have one big thing. Called the United States of America. It's like... And then they wonder why they got problems with the states and stuff. And it really makes you wonder. It's like... Especially for me. I'm like, am I living in the right... Because this doesn't seem consistent with my thoughts. Like, living in a place like this. With with some of these folks. Because it's like... You can go to places in Texas and places in... When I was in North Carolina... If you wore a mask, 
you were like you you looked weird. Yeah. And that was right around the time when stuff was about to kind of clear up. Mm-hmm. And I, but it was like, you know, I went from not wearing no mask at all down there to <laughs> coming back. And as I got north and hit like Maryland, I'm like, damn, this is, everybody got masks now. Like, right. And I'm just like, what happened? Well, the state was different. Yeah. Isn't it crazy how like how it is like that, like the mindset. Like, I, I don't know. I like down south because I think the southern hospitality thing is true. That's a real thing. When I, I was in 100%. North Carolina, this was one thing that happened. I was walking on this, uh, I was walking uh, with my family and we were walking on this boardwalk. And we had run into these people. And uh, we wanted, you know, my wife wanted it them to take a picture. I never want to take no pictures. <laughs> I don't like pictures. But I'll take a picture. So these people took a picture for us and it was nice and I said, hey, thanks, you know. So we went our separate ways and eventually, maybe an hour or so later, we came back and saw we we, we, we circled around and we saw them again. Mm-hmm. And we were trying to get back. We were trying to find something. And so we were kind of like, you know, my, my kids and my wife, they're always well in front of me. No, it's just right. like, you know, me, I'm limping along. Yep, and, yep. You know, I'm, well aware I'm hurting that. I'm and stuff. Way. I'm just like, I, I, I don't even know why we're trying to walk together. <laughs> and we saw them. And, I, and I'm trying to catch up to them. And the guy, he's, I saw his overall manner. And he had stopped. And he was prepared to talk to me. Uh-huh. And I was trying to say, you know, tr- trying to acknowledge him. But at the same time, it was clear that my body language was like, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to get, yeah. you know. And in a moment... I had a thought that said, you know, maybe this is what is implied by the concept of like what Southern hospitality is. It's like this man stopped and was ready to have a communication with me. And me, not that this is, I'm usually not really in a rush, but in this particular circumstance, I was rushing around and I didn't have time to have that interaction, which is in reality the only, you know, I was never going to have an interaction with that guy ever again. Mm-hmm. But we cheapen our communications with people by trying to rush through life. We cheapen them. We, we don't ever get sometimes anything out of people Simply because in our interaction with them, we're trying to get on to the next thing. And I think that that's where Southern hospitality lies in that concept of we're, they're not as um, assimilated into the system. They fought a war to not be assimilated into the system. Mm-hmm. So the overall tone of the people is uh more of a 
things are a little bit more calm and they're a little bit more they're not so much more not like wound up commercialized and yeah. wound up they're not so much in a hurry because the hurry which I find in most most times in my life hurry in most of the time for me is a matter of that uh that I that 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 business identity. Yeah. You know, yeah, that yeah. is where most of my rush me in just who I am, like I move slow. I tell people straight up, I value slowness. I value it. I feel like it's you know, I feel like my ancestors valued slowness and and, and, and um You got a mosey like me, I'm mosey. You know, like <laughs> yeah, you know, I I'm good at, you know, there's a lot to be said about pace you know what I mean like uh, I never have done good in a situation where I was made to have an artificial pace for a long period of time I'm not good at that that's just not what I'm good at and um, ultimately I think you know if uh, your pace is, is kind of very much tied into uh, your awareness, you know, like when you're rushing around, it's hard to get to higher thoughts. You know, you're just thinking about I gotta get to this place. I gotta get to that place. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be late. Uh, and your mind is full of these things, and it's like, um, have you, have you, uh, have you, you, you seen the sun shining today? You know, it's like we've, you see, the, we've gone to Key West a couple of times and. Like down there, it's it's like a complete like the people that live there. It's completely different. It's island time. It's like yeah. It's like oh, I got. I remember we were we were down there and and one of the people we went down with they their family knew somebody that lived down there or something and he was gonna take us out in the boat and they were like so we're out in the boat and stuff and he's like well I gotta go to work at some point today oh okay well. Well, you know, we can, you know, go back. And he's like, ah, oh, when I get there, I get there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's cool. You know, like, they're just, you know, there's like a diff- whole different vibe to it, you know? The time is uh, is one of those things where, you know. It's a I, construct. Yeah, you know, I once, had, I once had a, you know, I knew a guy who I learned a lot from. And he would always say um, he was trying to defeat time. And I said, what in the hell is he talking about? Who can defeat time? And I think what he meant years later, it took me years to understand, or at least think I understood what he was talking about. I think what he was trying to say was he wanted to get to a place in his life where he could not be controlled physically by time. Where he got where he got when he got there. Right. And did not feel the need to feel so crunched and constricted by time. And, you know, when I think about, I think about things, you know, people always used to say, um, you know, I heard people say, people move on CP time. They talk about black people, talk about like CP time. They talk about colored people time. CP time, which is actually the same thing as like island time. And what you're trying to say is, is these people don't value time in the way that um, 
generally European po- populations see time because this thing that we call time or the measurement of it is more so a kind of a Gregorian calendar type of, you know I mean like there's a yeah. there's a construct of time that was created by a particular people and then the people who didn't know anything about that from a genetic standpoint I think or we're sort of like yeah no you get places when you get like you know yeah. you, they have that in it but then they start to uh, interact with the business world and that is built on measurement and right. constriction and, and, of and time. engineering. And, yeah. yeah. So then you, they're like, well, he, he's moving on that slower time. And it's like, if maybe what you actually mean is that I'm moving on the time of like a natural human being, like as opposed to somebody who was kind of like put into a system, you know? I mean, it's, I don't know. I think we're at a time now where uh, certainly decisions have to be made. It's certainly time for that. And those, you know, regardless of what's happening in the world, we have to be more in tune with how we feel intuitively. Like, our movements have to become more precise and they have to be the product of how we actually feel as opposed to how we're supposed to feel. Mm. We have to start to bond and find community with like-minded people. And uh, and that can be a hard thing, especially in a world where you have you seem to have unpopular thoughts. Um, but that doesn't mean that these places don't exist. And here we are, we're living for the next day to do the same thing over and over again. Which is probably the real reason why it's harder to find those communities. Because... It takes some, it take you know, you might have to relocate. You might have to, you might have to find something. You might see something. Be, how, like I saw this thing. Uh, I forget where this was. I, I was listening to a podcast and down in Texas, you know, they're trying to, they're, they're, they're trying to com- create a community. And in my mind, I'm like, you know, that's, that sounds really cool, you know. And, but there's a part of, you know, it's like that business part, that business part in your head. And it comes up and says, yeah, but you have a life here. You're, you're building your life here. You have, your family is here. You know, and it's, it's It's the family that gets me. Yeah. It's like your family is here and this is, this is, this is your life and this is what it's supposed to be. And. Every day, uh, the news and whatever, like, it's wearing that voice down to the point where it's just like, this, uh, you're going to have to shut the hell up. Yeah. Because I'm going to have to start listening to the organic and, 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 and uh, 
more, you know, bigger part of myself. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I just think that that's that's the that's the I, only thing that I think I, I I find myself making decisions on what I think outcomes are going to be in the near future. Yeah. And like I'm doing things two different ways. So I'm, you know, I'm doing things financially one way, and I'm doing things, you know, I I've had things prepared. I got, you know, I prepared for a ultimate scary scenario, and I prepared for like, you know, things just maintain, you know, continue the way they've been going for, <laughs> you know, and whatever the outcome is. All you can do, the bet, all you think you can do nowadays is prepare. Yeah. And prepare, and if it happens, something crazy happens, something crazy happens, but at least I'm prepared, and you know, I don't know. I mean, I feel like we're kind of heading in a certain direction, but I don't want to sound too ominous, so, you know. I don't think that that's ominous. I think that it's, um, I think that it's out there in the world. I think that it's not, you know, that's not a crazy thought that, so, so do you, you, I mean, I know you listen to a lot of podcasts, a lot of stuff. On, uh, on the stuff you listen to, are they talk? What are the, you listen to the stuff where they're talking about, you know, fall time and and like they're talking about people getting with these taking these vaccines, like major issues in fall and because like some of the ones I listen to, like some people are like this stuff's gonna all these people that got vaccinated are gonna have major issues in the fall and, and winter time and. People are talking about uh, the concept of independent body enhancement or, um, you know, uh, the possibility that the vaccine or the shot, the possibility that the shot created a situation inside of people where um, it may leave them more susceptible to... um, of uh, you know a a an upcoming variant or yeah. something, right? And um, that's a real thing. You know, I've listened to various people talk about that. Um, I don't know why the medical community doesn't think that that's even worth thinking about, but I do. I mean, I I do. I understand why they you know. Yeah. It puts a big. Uh, it puts a big damper on things if people start thinking, Yeah. Hey, you might have got me some shit that you knew was possibly I could get, right. you know, could really mess me up. Not only that, they probably don't want to. Can you imagine if they came out and said, Listen, we knew this was going to happen to you, but we we're going to make a lot of money. So we went ahead and did it anyways. You know, <laughs> and they'll never say it like They'll never say it like that. They won't say it like that, but. They can say it, and you understand it. You perceive it that way. Yeah. And then, like, family members have people that die, and they're like, yeah, we're coming for you. You know? It's like, it, I mean, I don't know. I think that, I mean, I've seen, I've seen some, I've seen some studies where people have done, like, uh, computer-generated analysis of, what, and they take all the information of not just, like, they take all the medical information 
And they're like projecting like two billion people die. And they're yeah in the country or you know, no two billion in in the world. Oh, you said billion. Yeah, you said million. And there's like multiple. There's multiple people that have done this. And then there's you know, and then you got the yeah you know you'll be vaccinated so you'll be all right. Yeah, that's crazy. You have to send me that because I, uh, you know, I. I'll find it. I don't see. I see when I. I think that the story that people might want to tell about that is they'll say, they'll say, uh, you're happy about that. You're happy about the idea that all these because then it proves you're right. I said no, I don't think like that. I don't give a shit about. I'm usually a lot of the shit I think. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly how I am. The reality of the, that's true. I, my I the, the amount of mothers and daughters and fathers and grandparents that are gonna die is I, this is not what I want to happen, but this is I ha, I have to consider it of, of of one of many possibilities that could happen. Yeah, and if you're not gonna consider that, then you're you're being kind of what we were talking about earlier. You're not you're not taking that this into is consideration. Not, yeah, you're not critically thinking. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that are very that are a lot smarter than me and understand a lot more of what's going on that are doctors and that are saying that these this is a possibility of happening. You know, and they have doc they have degrees, doctor degrees. People that people when I tell people stuff, they think I'm listening to people who's like Right, sitting in a basement right. in the mom's basement in their underwear or something. I'm like, I'm listening to people who are just as highly credentialed as so the people who you, <laughs> and you're not even actually really even listening to these people. You're listening to the sound bites these people say on te- on news stations. Yeah. You're not even listening to them in their totality. Uh, I'm listening to people in long form conversation bringing up possible problems and the the idea that you you think that it doesn't even need to be addressed when some of these people are like Nobel Prize laureates yeah. and things like that or they work like, for Pfizer yeah or they used to work for yeah, Pfizer yeah like uh, Michael Yeaton and yeah. stuff like I mean like I'm listening to these people say these things and it's like your a lack of an ability to even entertain that right is uh, first of all is heartbreaking second of all is extremely dangerous it's dangerous that you think that certain ideas are beyond reproach like that there there's no questioning these things there's no you know but I, I'm not extremely surprised because I think People who uh, dealt with, uh, you know, problems with childhood vaccination. Yeah. Um, those people, anybody who's been down that road has has seen the, the, the hoops people will jump through in order to not consider certain sets of information. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll go through mental gymnastics just to... Just to, uh, you know, uh, keep their idea of the world um, current 
and um, in their mind still. A happy place. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's just like when I come, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're looking at me like I'm trying to hurt hurt them or to 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 hurt their day. No, I'm just trying to make the world a better place for those who have been wronged. That's all. It's like nine eleven. I thought that we talked about this at work. It's like there's plenty of people that think nine eleven happened one way, and there's plenty of people that think it happened another way. But the reality of it is that the the people that think that it happened how the mainstream says it happened is. Could you imagine if they came out tomorrow and said your government literally killed three thousand people? Like they can't that it's too hard for them to grasp that concept. They they could think that that could never you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and it's the same thing with the uh, that Vegas shooter. Yeah. Guy that killed like I remember supposedly yeah. killed whatever, twenty people, whatever it was. Like What's the last time you heard about a, a like a big like a huge mass shooting? I mean, they were trying to like kind of like two months ago. There was a bunch where they were kind of trying to push that whole thing. Was there was there over like but three or was, four people who got killed? Was yeah, there? but it wasn't like I don't I don't never know. Like it's I mean they they can the the word mass shooting is it it's another one of those things where. You know, it's considered the, the to, to be a mass shooting. I mean, I don't know. One and a half people die every day in Chicago, yeah, by gun violence. Yeah. So I mean, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? In, in July Fourth weekend, I think sixty three people died. Yep. So I mean, that was probably a mat. You know, that was the biggest one of the year. I'm gonna guess. You know, I mean, yeah. and and here we are, and nobody's talking about that. Nobody uh, talks about that. Nobody has room for it. The mayor of that of Chicago is talking about how. Uh, what was she talking about? She's more worried about getting everybody vaccinated and stuff. She's not worried about the fact that every day one and a half people are dying in her city. Yeah. What the hell is that? What is that? You know, That's an unexcusable situation. We're not talking about gang members shooting each other. We're talking about kids dying because there's stray bullets and stuff. Like little children playing in playgrounds. That's an unexcusable situation to say, hey, I'm going to try to save you from this standpoint, but for your real issues, I'm, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how to solve that. I'm not acting like that's an easy solve. Yeah. Uh, But I am saying that it's, uh, um, the fact that we're not even attempting. The fact that, (laughs) the fact that you, you, you know, you're, I don't know if there's any money in them in, in stopping the gun violence. Right. I do know that there's money in for them for pushing right for people to get vaccinated. Yeah. And that's that's what I mean. It's like if you can prove to me that all of these people are moving altruistically and that they're oh but if you know, if they're they're moving altruistically and that they they're not gonna uh uh, you know, try to, uh, you know, be greedy and stuff like that, then okay. But I've seen zero evidence that that's happening right now. You know, when you start talking about people, uh, talking about death certificates, talking about how much money people are getting for COVID cases at hospitals, talking about 
how much money is to be made from mass vaccinations. I mean, the amount of money that the states were getting per case, Pennsylvania got like $66,000 per case. Where that money went, I have no idea. Do you know? I don't know. So, so where's like, who's tracking this money and where it's going and and what what the frick is going on with it? It's like my wife's work. It's you know, it's a retirement home, and I guarantee you, all the executives that are getting bonuses at the end of the month, they were getting big bonuses. Yeah. Where they, the people that were watching all these people die, and the people that, and the people that were taking care of these people for months on end or years on end, and these people die from this stuff, they they're going through this stuff every day. They ain't getting no bonus. Yeah, this, I, I'm not trying to say it's about the month, you know, but the point it's is, true though. It's part it, of it. The point is, it's and then they they say they're bankrupt. Yeah, they're, they're, they're bankrupt. They can't afford whatever. Uh, what do you mean? Bankrupt. Come on now. I mean, well, does the person that live on a trash barge, do they think they're bankrupt? Are they bankrupt? No, uh, they can't even file for bankruptcy. You know, like you know, they yeah. they throw it up like, oh well, we don't have money for this. It costs four thousand dollars to pay to file. So you're broke and you don't have no money to pay your bills, but you gotta pay four grand to pay, file bankruptcy. Yeah, it's just like it. Like I said, that's the reason. That's the reason. You, these are the reasons why I feel like they. Uh, it is. A, if you think about it, it's a it's a masterful, diabolical, running like, like it, it's it's a masterful plan, and it it's executed. Per, I mean, it's executed perfectly. Now we're getting to the point where there's cracks in that plan, so it's a, like I said. I think we're coming to a point where there's either going to be. It's either going to get far worse, more tyrannical, or we're going to have some kind of some kind of event. You know, and that's what I mean. I think, you know, I've, I'm watching, you know, a lot of like, uh, you know, you know, the high wire, you know, Dell yeah, Big Tree yeah. and stuff. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, they have their opinions on him and stuff. But at the same time, I have to consider the fact that, like, you know, he has this nonprofit organization and, you know, they have a legal team and, you know, they show, they, in their emails, they'll, sh- like, I got an email the other day, you know, that they're, they're filing real, you know, legal, uh, you know, sometimes lawsuits and, do they you do know, like freedom of information acts. They do they? freedom. The, the, that data dump, from what I that like that 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 uh thirty or however many emails that was from Fauci, Fauci. that was freedom of information act yeah. from. Yeah. Okay. I think his legal team. Okay. So. Is it amazing that they like? I I just. I'm surprised they let that happen. I think. Do you think they just think we're so dumb that are like? I I I don't know if they understood the level of um, competency in what they call the anti-vaxxer demographic. Like I think that I think that they were like looking at it like these people are dumb. Even though I listened to a lady who was speaking to the World Health Organization who basically said 
the biggest problem with labeling a lot of the stuff that you see online as medical misinformation is, is that a lot of it isn't. And she said this straight up in front of the World Health Organization and was like saying like this is like part of the reason like we're we're kind of like losing this battle. Um, you know, there's so, you know, I'm listening to all kinds. I listened to a lawyer the other day and he was like, he's like, I, he said, I live to sue people. He said, I will sue anybody. He said, I'd sue, I'll sue the president. I'll put his name on papers. Like, and while this, you know, these people are few and far between, I guess, but at the same time, there's that sentiment and there's an energy and there is, uh, legal power behind, you know, I've seen, you know, Del Bigtree's legal team, you know, uh, do things that had real world ramifications, like that affected the way things were being done. And, you know, like I said, I read vibe. I read the vibe of, of people. Yeah. And, the vibe I I get from him is similar to the vibe I feel in myself in the sense that there's uh, there are people who I think are are extremely motivated by human freedom. Yeah. Like, and I feel that too because it's like uh, that's all all we have is our lives. Yeah. That's all we have. You know. And I'm hoping that it, hopefully the consciousness of people can continue to rise and that people can continue to be open-minded enough to understand uh, the certain circumstances that have made our lives into, in many people's lives, to be like a like a living hell, you know. This is this is this this all of this that's going on is a symptom of something that's way deeper, yeah. and it has been ignored for for a really long time, and unless we confront that, it will most likely be continue. Yeah. It'll continue, but it also it will also lead to its demise if 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 we don't get get this thing in check. But uh, you know, I, I hate the way that I see they'll put all the blame on the people. They'll be like, "Well, it's it's your it's your job to to go and get vaccinated." My, fa- say, my favorite say. new one is that we now have a pandemic among the unvaccinated. Yeah. That's yeah. my new favorite That's one. That's a thing. That's a thing. <laughs> and it's like... You thi- know, the people that got vaxxed are actually the ones spreading the new Delta variant. And then if the people want to... People, wanna, people uh, you know, they, they don't want to pay attention to like what happened in Israel. Because in Israel, they found... A, a, a large group of the people who've been hospitalized were people who had been vaccinated. 
that's the most vaccinated country in the, the world. The most vaccinated country in the world. It's a case study. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, you know uh, it's like, uh, you know, I just think that they're... Where do you get to the point where, like, listen, what, what, uh, we should start, you should start a conversation anymore, I guess, with what's good enough proof, Right. What's good enough? Like, is is the 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 attorney general is the the doctor of you know medicine what? at Harvard good enough? Is that not good enough? Yeah. Like, where's our standard? Because what like, about medical journal? Is a medical yeah, journal a good review. enough thing? If yeah. I show you a medical journal, can you at least admit that it might be uh, something real? Can you at least is act that like what it? is like uh, peer reviewed? Yeah, there's peer-reviewed yeah. studies, and you know, but ultimately, I just you know, I just want them to say, look, we're there's things there's there's an alternative narrative. My life has been about alternative narratives. It's uh, you know, whether if it was from a racial standpoint, whether if it was from an ideological standpoint, uh, you know, me, I've always been like a a big you know, well, not always, but in more recent years, I'd be, become somewhat of a, you know, like a cannabis advocate. And it's like, this, this that's a perfect example right there of something that was at once a fringe thought that is now becoming more mainstream. Yeah. You know, it's, it. you know, I tell people, you know, who look at me crazy at my job, I'm like, we're working in alternative medicine. Like, this is what this is. And now, people would say that alternative medicine is medical misinformation. Yeah, so it's like, uh, it's, you know, I, I don't know what to, I don't know what to do. We do. Yeah, we don't, we don't get on out of here. But, um, yeah, we, uh, you know, I got, I, I, like I, you know, I was telling Rob, I got, I got some really interesting people I think who you know with really interesting perspectives that's really what I want to try to start to capture I want to try to start to capture people's perspectives and to have an open dialogue with them about why you know especially for people who have kind of like opposing views I want to know why you think I'm kind of nuts (laughs) like that's what I want to find out like I want to that's what I want to figure out, and uh, you know, I want to do it in a respectful manner. Yes. I don't want to. I don't want to uh, be going to war with people over uh, ideologies and, and thoughts, because ultimately, at the end of the day, uh, this thing's about you know, it's about love and it's it's about compassion and understanding. And uh, yeah, I just. I'm just trying to be understood, you know. I'm trying to be understood. I'm trying to understand. Yeah. I'm trying both. I'm trying both. But I'm as a you know, extreme. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I kind of push the envelope usually. But yeah, you know, thanks thanks for listening. Thanks for, uh, you know, checking this out. It, I know it's been a little bit since we put something out. But, uh, I mean, uh. There's something about these times that could take the wind out of your sail sometimes, I think. And, uh, 
you know, it takes a little bit of time to get it going. But, uh, yeah, you know, I look forward to to getting uh, getting you guys some more interviews coming up soon. So yeah. please be on the lookout. Yes. Hopefully we'll start picking up pace. Yeah. And get some more interviews done. And, uh, you know, like, like we are kind of talking about earlier, it's just sometimes it's just time. You know, it takes takes time to get these done, and takes some time to gotta get everybody on the same page. Yeah, it's so a, it's, a, it's not easy. It's, it ain't you know, easy these days. Everybody got things to do, got families to take care of, and yeah. you know, but we're you know putting along. Here we go. So all right, please stay safe. Yes. Please keep you know keep your mind intact, and. uh persevere and you know we'll, we'll we'll all try to get through this together so uh i you know we'll see you next time adios all right see you.